Hello, Ampies. Got an intro coming to you. Hot and fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Hot and fresh out the heat wave because there's another one. (sighs) We're dying. We're dying, Ampies. Yeah, uh, it's it's rough. <laughs> so for the first time ever, we're going to do the episode descriptions from IMDb in the intro and not in a pre-intro intro. It's happening. Yeah, we're getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> we're using our brains. Uh, so we are covering episodes 13 and 14 of season two entitled Daddy Issues and Crying Wolf. According to IMDb, Daddy Issues is the episode in which Jonathan Gilbert's return to Mystic Falls is an unhappy surprise to Elena, Jenna, and Damon. Stefan does his best to reach out to a confused Tyler. Uh, (laughs) Crying Wolf is an episode in which Stefan and Elena attempt a romantic weekend getaway, not realizing they've been followed. Damon attends a tea at the Historical Society. Oh, you're in for a dues, gang. <laughs> Jill hates this one. <laughs> you can see Jill's face. As soon as he said the getaway, I was like, no. <laughs> Good news, you guys. Andy Starr is in these episodes. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I just did the sign of the cross uh, hearing Andy's name Jill is wiping tears off her face as as in my I was already like leaking from my eye but now it's worse yeah you're in for it kids oh man again as I said we're getting good at this good lord Uh, we also have some Five star reviews. The first one from Beautiful Waste, Amped and Vamped. Great subject. Uh, This podcast is so much fun. Seeing a new episode out is honestly the highlight of my week more often than not. Mine too. Yeah. (laughs) This is easily my third favorite podcast ever after Buffering and Welcome to Greendale. So naturally, the Buffian community references are icing on the already delectable cake. Aww. I could listen to the hosts talk for way more than two hours. <laughs> Be pleased. We do don't want that. You will get that. <laughs> Eventually, we won't be able to cut everything out, so you'll get that. Mm. The one I'm editing is currently at three hours and 15 minutes, and I'm still, like, <laughs> chopping it down, so... It's coming for you. <laughs> uh, I love. I also love that there's so much positivity about the main female characters in the series on this podcast. Bonnie, Catherine, and a character introduced in early season three are my faves. But also, the hate for Elena in this fandom is so weird. So, mm-hmm. absence of that is refreshing. And Caroline never never did anything wrong in life or death. Agreed. Um, I can't wait for this podcast to get into season six with the friends who could kiss. I don't know. Uh, Also, do the lovely hosts plan to include legacies in this podcast? Absolutely. And I guess the originals, even though I personally don't (laughs) care about that show. (laughs) Did you write this? (laughs) Um, uh, I did not write this, um, but uh, we're going to do the originals and we are definitely going to do legacies. I'm so pumped to talk about legacies like with you guys it's gonna be amazing 
<laughs> Jill, you're not, you're gonna like lose your shit. I hope so. Um, like there are gays. Th- yes, I will lose my shit then. <laughs> there are gays on this show. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah, but <laughs> seeing your faces. <laughs> I mean, so the last time we recorded, um, after we did it, we just chatted with each other because, you know, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And we were looking through Vampire Diaries posters and we wouldn't let Jill see certain ones because of spoilers. Mm-hmm. But there was one that we did let her look at, which was technically a spoiler, mm-hmm. because we needed her to see the faces of the people we hate mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. from season seven. Mm-hmm. And we, we gave it to Jill straight. There are gays there. There are. We, we hate them. <laughs> and I recognized one of them. You did. <laughs> it's fully the arrested development. I don't want these. Like image. Like it is I that season, I'm just like, I don't want these. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um <laughs> I wrap up this uh review saying, because I love legacies a lot more than the vampire diaries, since it doesn't have as many of the issues that come with aging media, and I'm interested for your takes. Aw, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Ampy. Beautiful waste. In eight years when we cover legacies. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope mean, we do you proud. Pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, we just recorded the premiere of season four. Yeah. Um, and then we have another from Coco Fish saying a true love for the Vampire Diaries. It is so clear that LaToya and Morgan love the Vampire Diaries, and that makes this pod so much fun to listen to. It's also great to have Jill's first few reactions, especially since I've watched the series through so many times. Best of all, they are all Bonnie and Caroline stands, which is the only correct opinion. <laughs> My only criticism is that... Oh, should I read that? Oh, no, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My only criticism is that occasionally Morgan and LaToya get so excited about what they're discussing that they speak really fast and it's a little hard to understand, but seriously, such a fun listen. (laughs) So fair. I will try to slow down. (laughs) This is very true. And I have thought way too long about this upon seeing this because of course I did. (laughs) And I realize for what it is for me so when i was a youth mm-hmm. i much like jill never spoke really <laughs> no one ever asked me if i was a mute but that's just because no one ever talked to me <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't until like junior year where i got into a place where i was comfortable you know and like surrounded by people i could like have conversations with and be myself <sighs> so like now that i am apparently talking a lot even more and for a living as well. Uh, <laughs> I am learning about my issues with talking that I never realized I had because I never spoke. <laughs> I still just never speak. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have been uh, told that I uh, speak too fast my entire life. So I, I know that it's uh, bad and I'm, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> um, no, the thing that I realize is I do those the filler words all the time and I think it was very much a function of us not zooming at the same time where we like couldn't look at each other to be like I'm still in the middle of making my point or I'm not like done so the ums and uhs that I'm using to be like I'm still talking even though I'm composing the thought like those are uh, very frequent and when I edit them out I'm very annoyed (laughs) (laughs) I barely edit them out I'm like this is us don't judge us you misogynists (laughs) 
This is us uncut. <laughs> Women. Uncut gems. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Put, oh, yes. Uh, tweeted this, but Ampies, please be careful about spoilers uh, directed at the Twitter account. Because, of course, this is Jill's first time. Yes, Jill's brain doesn't work and she forgets things all the time. <laughs> but still, uh, Jill does the most shit posting on the Twitter, so she will see your tweets. Mm-hmm. Just make sure, if you if you do want to like send us spoiler stuff to discuss, send it to the email at theempirediariespod at gmail.com with the subject something like, no Jill's allowed, <laughs> or only the Roar Rickshaw can read this or hey jill get out of (laughs) here or this is about soft stelena kisses so uh, i would definitely not read that so that's Uh, information on john gilbert (laughs) some thoughts on flashbacks Please send us emails that you don't want Jill to read and get creative with your subjects. <laughs> there doesn't even have to be anything in the email. Just send the subject. <laughs> we will read them out loud. If you have good, like, absolute opposite of Jill bait, like, that would be great. <laughs> uh, and without further ado, The Empire Diaries. Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking about uh, episodes 13 and 14 of season two of the Vampire Diaries, Daddy Issues and Crying Wolf. There's some daddy issues in these episodes and some some crying wolves, if you will. (laughs) You're very right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these were very literal titles, uh, for sure. So, Jill, this is your first time seeing these episodes. How did you feel about them? Um, Daddy Issues was horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Crying Wolf pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) But you say you were at least enthralled by these episodes. Yeah, I would say so. They're not... I, I mean, Daddy Issues was really good. I wouldn't say that Crying Wolf was super strong, but mm-hmm. it had its moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Crying Wolf is kind of like uh, Plan B, although not in terms of densest where it's like, it's basically planning for the next episode, except for like in the Tyler stuff, because Tyler's gone forever now, obviously. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even make jokes at Tyler's expense anymore. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jill. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. I'm really upset. Morgan, do you remember your experience when you first watched these episodes? Um, I not. I mean, not much more. Like, it, it will reflect the experience that I will speak about uh, in this. Like, I did not like seeing Caroline hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like it. Didn't like it one bit. Um, that's really the main thing I remember from these episodes is that oh and and i i like andy a hell of a lot yeah um, but yeah that's what i would say my takeaway is uh caroline should never be hurt <laughs> oh yeah um definitely if i was on the fence uh with jules before this episode which i don't think i was i think i already hated her um mm-hmm. 
I definitely hated her when uh, she and uh, TV Stephen Amell uh, decided to rough up Caroline and Stephen Amell torturing Caroline. No, thank you. Exactly. Uh, what I have to say about that. Uh, and then because I am the, a person who watched the television show Hung, uh, I watched all three seasons. He showed up on Hung as like a fun character uh, after this. And I'm just like, I'm watching you. I don't, I don't trust you after what you did to my Caroline. Truly like, <laughs> Stephen Mel was on Hung? Oh yeah, Stephen Mel showed up in the third season as like the, 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 the new young gigolo on the block. <laughs> and he was like a big dummy and he was actually very fun. Uh, I like I like a funny Stephen Amell performance. <laughs> of course, yeah, uh, like a new girl. Uh, yes, I enjoy I enjoy a new girl Stephen Amell. I enjoy uh, the the two jokes they have allowed Oliver Queen to tell. <laughs> You're like uh, Stephen Amell before the island. That's my Stephen Amell on Arrow. Like that's my Arrow. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh. TV Stephen Amell. Uh, yeah, what a what a pair of apps, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also uh, Damon and Rick's crushes on uh, Elijah. Oh. That definitely really affected me back in the day. Yes, in their crushes on each other. Um, I, I continue to be completely enamored with their uh, friendship and their uh, love for each other. Yeah, they can't say they're not friends anymore when after the tea party, because there's a tea party, you guys, uh, in these episodes, uh, they're just drinking brown liquor uh, at the boarding house, just chilling, talking about their ladies. Just hanging out. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, talking about their ladies. And and, uh, I also uh, fell in love with uh, Action News' Andy Starr, um, played by television's Don Alvary, who is great and was like the played the one likable character on House of Lies. Oh, she uh, rules in this so much. I adore her. Yeah, uh, obviously we hype up a lot of characters. And I will say, just like to not maybe hype her up too much for Jill, like Andy Starr is like not really a consequential character. She's just Mm -hmm. fun. She's just a fun girl. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you need. And I love her for that. So, shall we talk Daddy Issues? I'd love to. Written and directed by Kevin Williamson and Julie Pleck, baby. Oh, yeah. What, what, what? Williamson's like, we, we gotta torture Caroline more. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> Dis- strong disagree. Um, so we open uh, with Caroline leaving her house and she uh, finds Tyler waiting by her car. Uh oh, and not in like a cute we need to talk way. It's a scary we need to talk way. Not that she realizes that she can't hear the score. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Caroline immediately tries to level with him and says, like, look, I don't want to overthink this, but like about that kiss, you and I can't do this. Like, um, I want to be with Matt. And he's like, yeah, okay, fine. I don't care because I want to ask you about what happened to my dead uncle. <laughs> And Caroline's like, shit, um, no. Uh, and so Tyler, you know, pushes her on it a little bit. And she is, you know, she doesn't want to say anything. She's worried. She doesn't know how much he knows. And he divulges. He's like, Stefan and his brother Damon killed him because they're vampires like you. And she is like, fuck. She's scrambling. Uh, but 
the main thing that Tyler cares about was like, did you know the whole time? Like, have you been lying to me? And she Mm -hmm. admits that she has and that she's sorry. And he shoves her and I don't like it. And then he leaves. He gets uh, some uh, yellow wolf eyes during this too. And I'm surprised she didn't like try to gaslight him and be like, you never had an uncle Tyler. (laughs) Imagine. None of this would have happened if she was like, no, Mason didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) She starts going into his like family photos and like just literally cutting them out with scissors. It's like, see, there was never any Mason. Look, look at the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Mason never existed. Team Caroline. (laughs) Never get David in the shower. Ugh. Finally, the introduction of Damon's very nice bathroom, which yeah. I used last episode. Yeah, I, I love how they teased a little bit last episode, and now they're probably like, so we've got Damon's bedroom set, which means now we're going to use it. Hell yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I loved hearing Andy's voice. I was very hyped uh, just uh, at uh, her doing news voiceover. And just the Damon being like, huh, a woman's reporting on the uh, death of the last person I killed. I should probably date her. (laughs) (laughs) So I later in the chat would say my other wife, but I didn't, I decided not to say it now just because I'm like, well, just like, who the fuck is that? Jill probably wasn't even noticing uh, uh, Andy on the TV. So I was like, I don't want to draw attention to this, but like, yes, Andy Starr is my other wife. Yes. Yeah, I didn't notice, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't. (laughs) Oh, my God. So uh, then we go back to uh, the Gilbert house um, and we have a Uncle John and Elena scene. <laughs> love. Our fave scenes. Oh, yeah. the uh, a, a lovely, uh, very warm scene between uh, daddy and daughter. So Elena's like, hey, what if you were direct with me? And John's like, all I can say is that I'm here to protect you. <laughs> Yeah, and of course he's a dick about it. Like, he, there's a, po- a pocket of this episode where he's not a dick, and it's great, but he's still a dick for most of this episode. He is, and, and it's, it's really weird, and I pointed this out in the chat, that he is, like, oddly playing hard to get with all these people that hate him. Like, they're all like, I hate you, but I need information that you have. And he's like, but I need to be able to trust you. <laughs> And they're like, I don't care about that. Like, you're not wearing the ring anymore. Like, they can kill you. Not even them. Anyone can kill you just for being a motherfucker. Like, stop. Truly, shut up. Think before you speak. Uh, Then in comes Jenna and Alaric. Um, Jenna literally says, what the hell? She is not into it. Uh, Jenna's like, "Uh, we were not expecting you, like, ever. Um, Alaric is like, uh, takes his leave, which is probably wise. Uh, and um, finally, the truth comes out to Jenna, which is that uh, John is Elena's biological father because she did not know and had not been told. And John makes sure to say it in the most dickish way ever because that's how he rolls. Uh, you know? And Jenna's like, what the fuck? <laughs> if Jenna had stabbed John, I don't think that anyone would blame her. Uh, I, I would not have for, for sure. <laughs> like, I know Elena is busy and she has a lot going on, but like, she could have spared like a minute to tell Jenna about this. Uh, Elena should have let John bleed out on the kitchen floor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would have been nice. So then, uh, we go to Stefan's bedroom. Um, Damon is like, really? Your move is bringing John Gilbert back? And Stefan's <laughs> like, I don't know. We're desperate. <laughs> 
I mean, Damo's in the right here. Which, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yells, we're not that desperate. <laughs> which is pretty fucking fair because they're like, look, but Stefan makes this point, which is like, Elaine has put all her faith into this deal with Elijah, but we don't know. We honestly don't know if we can trust him. Uh, he's an original, which means we probably cannot trust him. And it's not like we can kill him because he can't die. So, like, John knows things about the sacrifice and he says he knew a way to keep Elena safe. So, we gotta at least, you know, see if there's anything to that. I mean,. Stefan's kind of failing when it comes to being definitive about people lying about things. He was wrong about Catherine. Uh, he's wrong about Elijah. Stefan, be better at this. Be better at knowing who's lying. Be better at lying. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Be better in general, Stefan. <laughs> so, uh, Dan is pissed. Um, and uh, Stefan uh, mentions that he's really sorry about Rose. To which Damon blows him off and tries to pretend that he doesn't care. And Mm -hmm. Stefan's like, kind of seems like you cared about her. (laughs) Wonder what that means. And Damon delivers a short um, little speech, which goes as follows. It means I care, Stefan. It means I'm changing, evolving into a man capable of greatness. Better watch your back because I might have to go get a hero hairdo of my own and steal your thunder. I love them. Uh, I enjoy when they make fun of each other. Love it, but he's also such an emo little bitch. What an emo little bitch. Like, shut up, you have feelings. And then Stefan receives his first ever text message from Caroline. <laughs> Which I refuse to believe, honestly. Maybe it's, maybe it's a new phone. New phone who does. Um, I hate when characters don't have prior texts. I know it's silly. It's just... They should have texted before. Uh, her text is not one one now. There's no way Caroline hasn't texted Stefan a million times since she became a vampire. <laughs> I refuse. She truly would. <laughs> I love her. So then, uh, Tyler, um, we have a quick pop where uh, Jules comes to visit Tyler, which, uh, no thanks. Um just went over at Caroline's house. Uh, Caroline lets Stefan in and they uh, they talk. Um, and she downloads him on everything that Tyler knows. He's like, um, he knows about you and Damon, knows that Damon killed Mason, but I didn't say anything. Like, how is this possible? And Stefan exp- explains that it's Jules. Yeah, it's uh, some bee named Jules. Or yeah. it's June, if you're nasty. <laughs> And we are. Um, But mostly Caroline's, like, really, really sad about how upset Tyler was because he, like, looked so betrayed. And um, as a friend and possibly more, she is very uh, sad and worried about uh, Tyler. Um, And she is also worried that um, Stefan's going to tell Damon and Damon will kill him. To which (laughs) Stefan says, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like, we have to fix it ourselves. I feel like they've had this conversation like a hundred times this season. It's like, no, we can't tell Damon because he will kill dot, dot, dot. Good God. Um, Jill, as, uh, as our, our resident, uh, Tyler Caroline, uh, yeah. Stan, what do you think of the scene? Um, I mean, uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Huge bummer. Um, not as much of a bummer as scenes to come, but <laughs> yep, yeah. I, these were these were bummer Tyler Caroline moments for me. <laughs> Both of these episodes. I really appreciate that she's still trying to do what's best for him. Like she wants to keep him safe, and she like 
cares about maintaining their friendship and doesn't want him to feel like, you know, she's let him down. Like, Caroline, Caroline good. <laughs> That's my take. <laughs> yes. I was going to say she's um, the best. <laughs> Agreed. What a queen. Yeah, I, I like Caroline too. I'm a fan. Hot take. <laughs> Hot fucking take. <laughs> So uh, then we move on to uh, Tyler's house and he and Miss June are talking um, about how vampires are the enemy. Yeah, yeah. They can't be friends. Blah, blah. Got him convinced that like he needs to be around other wolves because uh, they uh, live by a code of loyalty and take care of each other. And it is her duty and honor to help him. And I'm like, leave him alone. You're me. One I know it's jumping ahead, but like they take care of one another. Miss Jules, you know, uh, runs the fuck away in the second episode. Like a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, way to take care of uh, uh, Hatch Wolf. Yeah, great job. Two, she's trying to get this child to run away with her. <laughs> to which I noted like in the chat where it always, like to me at least, it seems like Michaela McManus is playing it like she wants to fuck Tyler, which is <laughs> not the case at all, I don't believe. But that's, like, the vibe I get from her. It is hard to put a finger on what the dynamic we're going for between the two of them is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree. Uh, but I will say that Trevino is wearing a uh, dark green long sleeve shirt, and he's looking pretty good. So hard to blame her. <laughs> yeah, it's just so we- so weird that she's so invested in, like, having this child run away with her. It's pretty weird. To be fair... Not to defend her at all because she fucking sucks. But like <laughs> Tyler does need some wolf representation in his life. I don't want it to be her. But he needs something. Yeah, it seems like she's trying to also do it for Mason and in Mason's memory, but I also just like can't see her and Mason ever being friends because she has zero chill, so Yeah, as I said in the chat, it's like it seems like Mason may, may have hung out with these wolves like once or twice, and then, like, never again because their <laughs> vibe sucked. Um, Jill pointed out they do not pass a vibe check, and that is for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't get, I just don't get, like, maybe a motherly vibe, which is what it seems like it's what she's supposed to be trying to present to him. Mm-hmm. It just seems like she wants to fuck, fuck him, which, I mean, I would understand, but, mm-hmm. like, at least, but that's not what they're, like, trying to do. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend, it seems like. Yeah. So uh, then over at Elena's house, uh, Damon shows up and he's looking for John. And Elena explains that he just like disappeared after announcing to Jenna that um, he's her dad. Uh. And uh, Damon and Elena are uh, snarky and very charming and cute. And um, Elena's like, I don't fucking believe that he wants to help me. And Damon's like, cool, me neither. (laughs) And Elena says, what are we going to do? And Damon says, kill him. And then (laughs) he says, I'm joking. Then, okay, I'm a little serious. Yeah, it's, I support it. Do it, Damo. Yeah, I'm fully behind it. (laughs) They're truly so cute. Uh, Damon's like, whatever, I'm good now, so I won't murder him. (laughs) And they decide together to uh, go find them, uh, which is probably wise. Yeah. Damon, if you have to keep saying you're good now and you're changing for the better, maybe you're not good now and you're not changing for the better. 
uh, good people don't have to assure um, other people they're not going to murder their dads. It's like he's done rehab and he's like, yeah, I'm good now. I'm not going to have a drink. But like then he has a drink because he just keeps saying, I'm not going to have a drink. I'm not going to have a drink. And then, you know, he's a little smart. Uh, it's just very funny that Elena is friends with someone and she is understandably worried they're going to kill her dad. <laughs> what a life. It'd be more shocking if her dad were anyone else but John Gilbert, though, because, like, ask anyone. They would love to kill him. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, back to the Lockwood Mansion, uh, bad plan Steve uh, strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> He, like, attacks Tyler and, like, shoves him against walls and stuff and is like, we need to talk. (laughs) Use your words, Stefan. Say the thing that you need to say. Say what you need to say. (laughs) Listen to Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. And so, uh, like, you know, Carol leaves for the memorial and, uh, you know, Stefan makes uh, Tyler shut up. So he just, he looks like a real dick to his mom who's calling out to him and, you know, he doesn't say anything. No thanks, Stefan. Bad, he's been trying to be a good son lately. Mm-hmm. At least let him say bye to his mom. Yeah, she's a nice-ish lady. She <laughs> <laughs> has her moments. She can be friendly. Yeah. Um... So then in the woods, uh, Jules comes upon an RV, and in that RV is uh, her um, her boyfriend, Brady, as played by television Stephen Amell. Mr. Arrow himself. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. So uh, Brady is a violent guy um, who uh, <laughs> is a fucking sadist and a psycho. <laughs> Uh, and he is like really stoked to kill vampires. Yeah, I could totally see what Mason saw in him, mm-hmm. but it's not found. Yeah, so Jules says that uh, she wants uh, the boy more than she wants vengeance, meaning Tyler. So weird. Um, and Brady says, I say let's give both, and then they mack on each other. <laughs> there you go. God, what a terrible couple. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. So yes, uh, I, I did say that this episode introduces a character I hate and a character I love. Obviously, the one I love is Action News' Andy Starr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one I hate is Brady. I love to watch people make out. But these two? No thanks. <laughs> Just booing them as they kiss. <laughs> I threw a tomato at my computer. <laughs> He's like, you know, I didn't have to, a tomato, so I just threw tomato sauce in my computer. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so then back at Tyler's, uh, Stefan lets go of the child he was threatening and says, maybe we're getting off on the wrong foot. I wrote in my notes, more Steve and Tyler. And I'm like, haha, Steve and Tyler. Oh god. <laughs> Stop scaring the child, Steve. <laughs> and uh, Tyler is interested in what happened to his uncle. And Stefan says there's a lot for him to talk about. But um, without a full moon, he's no match for me. He's like, you're no match for me. So Just like, tell him up. what happened, Steve. Don't threaten him. Stop scaring him. Really? So just like, honestly, maybe you should have told Damon and let him talk. Because I feel like Damon would have done a better job. He would have gotten to the point quicker. 
he would have killed Tyler, but he would have gotten to the point at least before he did it. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, over in the town square, uh, John catches up with Carol Lockwood, <laughs> and she tells him, uh, and when he tries to ask about the council, Carol's like, well, that's Damon Salvatore's thing now. Talk to him. Yep. Damon Salvatore's leading the council now. <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, and then, um, John sees his, uh, lovely nephew, Jeremy. Uh, with hairstyle number 10 now. Oh, it's all, like, it's all gelled up and spiky now it's like rumpled They're so, it's so gelled and it was a lot to take in it was not natural i didn't care for it uh jill what did you think about uh, jeremy's new hairstyle i don't give a single fuck about jeremy <laughs> <laughs> i am so sorry if that's mean but i don't care about him and i want him to stay away from bonnie <laughs> The children don't like out. <laughs> See, this is what you get, Jill. You treated him like just like a normal nuisance. You didn't care about it at all last season, and now look what happens. This is what happens when you just like let his shit go for a season while we're trying to tell you he's the worst. If I just let him live, he'll turn into the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we warned you to stay vigilant, and now look at you. Yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> Fuck, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that you hate it so much when you wrote the season of television. Yeah. <laughs> Not my best work. So John's like, no one's happy to see me. Jeremy's, like, Jeremy's truly like, no fucking shit, you suck. Um, which is like the one cool thing Jeremy does. Uh, and um, John asks him about how the ring's been treating him, and Jeremy's like, if, if this, if that's what you fucking want, take it. And he, and John tries to be nice and says, "What kind of a man would I be if I took that from you?" But then he invites him to lunch, and Jeremy says no, making him the first person to um, reject going to lunch with John this episode. <laughs> Keep track of that. John, you killed his girlfriend. Like, why would he want to have lunch with you? Yep. So then uh, we have a um, a little Bonnie scene. Uh, Bonnie and uh, Bonnie and a character that has a new nickname. Which <laughs> <laughs> was right in front of us and we didn't do anything about it. And Luca's dad, Dr. Jonas Martin, or as Jill dubbed him, Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> It was right there the whole time. It's a good it one, but it's good. She's the one that called him Dr. Martin. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. So um, he tries to cozy up to her and she's like, hey, you have been trying to trick me. No, thank you. And she's not about it. But uh, Jonas is like, look, just because we're working with Elijah doesn't mean we're not also looking out for you. And Bonnie's like, I don't, don't fucking try to get me with this like witch solidarity shit. No, thank you. And Doc Martin says, look, even if you don't want to believe it, Elijah is a man of his word. So you can trust that he'll keep the deal. And Bonnie says, you're right. I don't believe it. And then Jeremy tries to fight a grown ass man witch. <laughs> and he puts his arm around her and they walk away together, which I don't like. Jill, of course, loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the chat was going truly rough. We just are grossed out at all points. Uh, Jill, these episodes really fucked you up, didn't they? Yeah, these, as much as I enjoyed them, they did not bode well for all of my interests. 
So then at the grill, uh, Jenna and Alaric are eating lunch and being cute. And Jenna's like, this is all fucking crazy. She says, Elena is my sister's husband's brother's daughter. And her mother is my boyfriend's deceased wife. <laughs> and uh, Rick's just like, maybe I should just keep eating and not saying anything because I knew all this. And I didn't tell my girlfriend who I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jenna's like, how is it even possible to keep a secret like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh jenna you normal person yep so uh then john walks in and jenna's like disgusting <laughs> which is great um john tries to eat lunch with them and jenna says do you have to and he says i guess i don't have to but i might as well right <laughs> and they're like seats taken they're like absolutely not so now three people have said they don't want to eat lunch with him <laughs> Ah, uh, the Gilbert charm works his magic again. There we go. So then uh, Damon and Elena come in and set their sights on uh, on John. And um, Elena's like, look, don't do anything stupid. Be the better man, all that shit. And Damon's like, <laughs> whatever, we'll kill him. Great impression. I love Damon. Um, and Damon uh, says, John, buddy, how have you been? I mean... I understand he's trying to just play it cool, but like I can imagine Jenny like, of course John's friends with Damon. <laughs> yeah, that's doing him no favors with Jenna. <laughs> so then we go to the Lockwood Mansion, and uh, Stefan is a good friend to Caroline and sticks up for her to Tyler and is like, look, she's fucking great. You want her on your side. She's your friend. Don't be a dick. And Tyler is like, well, don't vampires and werewolves hate each other? <laughs> And Stefan's like, that's a bullshit, like, antiquated idea left over from another time. Doesn't have to be like that. We go to the same school. We have the same friends. We keep the same secrets. Like, this can work. Like, it's both of our homes, and I want it to. And then Tyler's phone rings, and instead of uh, being chill, Tyler picks it up and screams for help, which is fair because the adult is threatening him. I mean, yes, but at the same time, like, if by this point, in in this one scene, Stefan actually made a good argument, especially when he said, don't be a dick to Caroline. That was definitely his best argument yet. Yeah, uh, this was a, a great episode for uh, the, the team Stefan Caroline uh, part of the podcast, so me. Hell yeah. <laughs> we have representation on all, all sides of this triangle for Caroline. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I love it. And... Uh... <laughs> Stefan is really annoyed and he yells at Tyler and he's like, I'm trying to fucking save your life. And Tyler's like, not interested, bro. These adults with this child, this specific child, they're not, like, none of them are handling it well. Yeah, no one's good with him. It's a real bummer, except for Caroline. Like, Caroline's the only person who's, like, moderately good with Tyler. And she was gaslighting him a bunch. Yeah. So then uh, on the other end of that phone is, of course, Jules, who <sighs> turns to Brady and says, we have a problem. I just remembered uh, uh, during the Tumblr days when it was like a, a graphic. It was like all like the women of Vampire Diaries. So like I retweeted the graphic and I was like, oh, I love all these women except for Jules. Jules could go. And someone got mad at me for like trying to tear down women. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the discourse. <laughs> Jules. Jules sucks. She's a murderer. She's a murderer? A child torturer. Yeah, she just like kills innocent people. Like, yeah. She's fucking not a fan. She's bad. And again, Mason, why were you friends with her? You had, you had Kathy. Look, 
werewolves are scarce. I don't know. For the scarcity, they kept popping up in these episodes. <laughs> so, uh, so then we have a Damon and John scene. And uh, Damon's like, rumor is that you know a lot and you won't say anything, which is cutting to the chase. John again is like, how do I know I can trust you? <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, John. Yeah, he's a child. He brings up a good point, which is that originals can compel vampires, and according to Stefan, that's why Catherine's still in the tomb, because an original compelled her to stay there. And she says only because all the vervain had left her system, but Stefan and I are like drinking vervain. And John's pretty surprised by that. But um he's like, Look, start talking or I'll kill you in your sleep. <laughs> John's like, he wants to make sure he can count on him, like uh. Shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> yeah, he like looks all cryptically, and I'm like, John, nobody likes you enough for you to do this. There is a pocket of this episode where John is like a decent human being and arguably likable. We're not there yet. We are not there. But I, I will say, I love David Anders, and I love this performance, and this, and I think it's like a really good character. I just enjoy hating on him. Like I, he's the person you love to hate. Yes, this is the opposite of, of a Miss June situation for me. Yes, John's a piece of shit, but like, uh, David Anders is great. I love him. Yeah, this is a successful performance of an unlikable character. And also, like, it's still the opposite of, like, Isabel, which we talked about a lot season one as well. Yeah. Anders is just very good at what he does, which is crazy, right? Yeah, he's, like, really, really prickly here. Like, which, again, is, like, the opposite of the skill set I've seen him uh, use in everything else. Yeah. He usually has charm, even if he's being, like, the biggest asshole in the world. And here, the Gilbert charm is non-existent. It really is hilarious, just how much of an asshole. He doesn't know how to be a decent person. He is truly not good at interacting with human beings. I like to believe he was bullied, like, in school. Like, all throughout school. I would assume. I like to believe that Mason bullied him. Oh, Oh, God, what I would give for that that high school prequel with Jenna and John Gilbert and Mason and Elena's two parents. Who else would be there? I guess Matt's mom. Because they're like, oh, if, if, if we're going to have Elena's parents, then we have to have like the moms and yeah. Ooh, I wa- I'm wondering if they're like in their early 20s. So if like Lizzie's like a cop and like not like a sheriff. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> we're just spitballing. We got two uh, spinoffs already. We need a third one. And this is the one we've chosen. Yep. <laughs> one with no magic. <laughs> There's no vampires, uh, no wolves, no witches, and we love it. Just a small town place of life. <laughs> it's just a teen drama with a lot of events, <laughs> a lot of uh, questionable <laughs> Confederate cosplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what we like to see. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of the CW, our next scene is a um, like cute white heterosexual couple making eyes at each other. <laughs> Matt and Caroline run into each other at the grill, and uh, the vibe is flirty. <laughs> They're like, Caroline's giggling. They're, they're having trouble looking at each other in the eye. It's really cute. Matt asks if they can talk later, because he's like, we should probably like clear the air, because things seem weird. And Caroline's like, yeah, oh my god, yes, please. I'll swing by when you're closing, and Matt's like, sounds good. And uh, yeah, the vibes are strong. <laughs> Morgan, I appreciate how much you love Matt Donovan. <laughs> You're a sweet boy. <laughs> so far, he's like the only guy on the show who hasn't murdered anyone. And I kind of like value that. 
Uh, I mean, that's good, I guess, if that's what you're into. He's done the least murder. <laughs> I guess if you don't like murderers. <laughs> He's done the least murder, the least torture. And he makes Caroline smile, which is like the number one thing that gets him points in my book. I mean, that, that's nice, I guess. Yep, not murdering, making Caroline smile, having cute blue eyes, uh, making Catherine absurdly horny, like, <laughs> haven't found one con here. Those are good qualities to have. <laughs> but yeah, it, in my opinion, they are cute. What do you think, Jill? I know, obviously, you're Tyler Caroline, but do you want to give any props to Matt Caroline or Matt? Or, or are you just like, no, my team, my rules? Um, they're cute, but I mean, they had their moment. <laughs> uh, Jill tells it like it is. Look, Jill is, is ruthless. Good, not afraid to go there. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, like I said in the chat, I support you, but I support Tyler more. <laughs> I support you as well, but I support uh, Caroline uh, not hanging out with people who would hang out with people who shoot her in the head a lot. That's fair. <laughs> wow, this was so respectful. <laughs> Matt has gone on no road trips with people who dated someone who shot Caroline in the head. <laughs> My boy is confused and doesn't know what to do. This is all new information. At this point, I don't know if you know he's confused or just dumb. <laughs> he's been given the truth fully and he just still goes with Joel. But that's the point. My point, though, is actually that, so I'm, my, my angle is Stephen Caroline. And it's like clearly not a real angle because he's choosing between two people who do not have a girlfriend named Elena. Yeah. But so I can just enjoy this back and forth between you two and just find my time yeah <laughs> look no comment no comment uh, uh as of right now i think uh i i like when stephanie and caroline are in scenes together so mm -hmm. much i think they are great friends and i think they care each about each other a lot and respect each other a lot which i appreciate you, you say no comment so you're not gonna comment on the scene where stefan says to lena you dumped and then he gets with caroline <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen in this episode <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone could yell in Nina Dobrev's face, you dumped. I think it's like, scientifically, you can't do it. I feel like Paul Wesley could pull it off. <laughs> you dumped. You dumped, Dobrev. Mushes her face as he does it. Just <laughs> pie faces her. I would like that. Uh, we stand. Um, so Jules tries to step to Caroline, <sighs> and Caroline is... Uh, not having it and she puts on her horny eyes and tries to attack her but Jules sprays her with vervain and it's like acts like mace and it hurts Caroline and it's really scary and then uh fucking television Stephen Amell uh shoots her in the fucking skull and Caroline falls to the ground and I don't like it so Jill at this point how do you feel feel about the character Brady aka television Stephen Amell oh I fucking hated him from the start <laughs> good i yeah i the minute they started macking on each other i was like i don't like this guy so then this just reinforced the you, you're right in not liking this guy yeah yeah he fucking sucks fuck him <laughs> fuck miss june Ugh, absolutely fuck these panhandle werewolves like how in the fuck 
can you do what I'm about to describe in this next scene and have any illusion that you're like one of the good guys? Um, Caroline wakes up in a fucking cage in an RV. She has a bullet wound on her forehead and she's screaming as she digs it out of her head. So it's kind of obvious here, but then also later, werewolves don't do research of any kind. Because, <laughs> like, even knowing that Caroline's a vampire, do research of any kind, you would learn that, unlike Stefan, she is actually a child. Yep. And they don't fucking care, because Florida, that's why, unfortunately. <laughs> but again, it's northern Florida, so I don't claim them. <laughs> They're not your people. They are not my people. Uh, so he threatens her and shoots her in the chest, and I, um... And I uh, cancel my plans to ever uh, watch the rest of Arrow. And you're like Stephen Amell. It's on site. <laughs> if we ever come into the same area, fist her up. Fist her fight. I'm going to fight uh, television Stephen Amell. Um, I'm going to uh, beat him in the Ninja Warrior courts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, beat uh, his fucking fame. No, I'm not. I would never hit anybody. <laughs> the podcast gets taken down for threats against television Stephen Amell. That's how you tell our listeners stop threatening television Stephen Amell. That, that's the line. Uh, I'm sorry. Take it out. Um, no, I feel like we should keep it. We should probably keep it, but I disagree. I don't stand by it. That was past Morgan's take. I'm uh, present Morgan. I'm new. I'm different. I've grown past that. (laughs) So then back at the Lockwood Mansion, Tyler is like, whatever, leave my house. God. Tyler is still Tyler, (laughs) despite everything that's happened. And so getting through to him with logic is not working. But also, Stefan should have started with logic instead of what he did do. Yeah, starting with uh, threats and intimidation <laughs> and throwing around a child. Didn't you say you should have sent an email? Yeah, I said send an email. <laughs> He's all hooked up on email now. <laughs> then Stefan's phone rings, Caroline on the caller ID. So he answers it and it's Jules and I don't care for it. Uh, and Stefan uh, hears Caroline get shot and scream some more, which I do not like. Stefan should have put on speakerphone because Tyler keeps asking what's happening. Yeah. Speakerphone, please. <laughs> Stefan doesn't know about speakerphone. Uh, and uh, Stefan's like, hurt her again and you're dead. And Jules says, I hurt her again and she's dead. Bring Tyler to me. You have 20 minutes until she dies, which um, a clear set of stakes. Um Fuck off, Miss June. Uh, Miss June sucks. Uh, television Stephen Amell sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna call, I, I, I get tired of calling this character Brady. I don't want to call anyone Brady. Like, he's, he's television Stephen Amell. Yeah, television Stephen Amell. Um, so then, uh, at the grill, David- Finally! <laughs> and Jenna introduces him. To a lady uh, whose uh, eye he seems to have caught, <laughs> television Sandy Star, <laughs> and he blows her off the bastard. He totally does. He's like, "Can I buy you a drink?" And he's like, "My glass is full." David, you you evil little bitch! How dare he? <laughs> it is fair. He does admittedly say, "I'm steering clear of all women," and trust me, it's in the best interest of women everywhere, which does seem true. <laughs> It's true, but at the same time, you show some respect to television's Andy Star. Yeah, it's like, 
who do you think you are? <laughs> so then uh, Elena gets a call from Stefan, clearly telling her that her friend has been kidnapped. So then we go to Damon and Elena. They're in the bathroom. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I really, really like this scene. They, uh, you know, Damon finds out everything about Tyler and Elena's like, Stefan was worried that you and Damon cuts her off and says, that I'll what? That I'd kill him? Of course. <laughs> And then she, like, grabs his arm to comfort him. And I'm like, I feel like that, actually. Yeah, it's really great. And he's and she, she's like, please, Damon, like, too many people are dead. And Damon says, you have to stop doing that. Like, stop assuming I'll play the good guy because it's you who's asking. Which, whoa. Uh, anyone want to speak on this? I mean, I was a bit more concerned about him threatening to kill Tyler. <laughs> in the scene. Wow. Um... I put in the chat, I'll kill, don't kill my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good scene between them, and the tension is um, building. If you if I can say that, I just need to say that Jill's heart is no longer in Demo Elena after she got on the Trevino train. <laughs> I have room for one. <laughs> it's clearly Jill's friendship with Delena has ended. She's like, yeah, I guess I care. It's like, I, I like, I'm hurt by it. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. This roller coaster is hilarious, Jill. It's great. I mean, I obviously still want them to get together, but I'm more invested in Tyler at the moment because they're obviously not going to get together very soon. So, oh, is that why? Is that why you're more invested? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Jill and her lies, you guys. You've heard it here first. Wow. So then John comes in and ruins the moment. Damon tells him to be like a good father and ground his daughter. And then it's at this point where John starts being a good father. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm with Damon. Like, you're not going anywhere. Tell me what the fuck is happening. And uh, Damon leaves to go do violence in the woods. <laughs> you can tell that John was actually decent in the scene because I wrote in my notes, John is actually good. <laughs> oh my god so then in the woods in the rv caroline is uh still in the cage and being tortured and i don't like it brady uh television steven amel is uh interrogating her and torturing her with a bunch of various devices and um caroline's like why are you doing this to me and he says you're a vampire why not and i don't like it i want to know where they got their research on vampires versus werewolves because like Come on. Yeah, where are they getting their information? <laughs> Jules actually, to her credit, does want to stop, but raise all vampires versus worlds, and she doesn't stop it, so fuck her anyway. Yeah, she's like, I just want the boy. It's our duty to help him. And he's like, whatever. If vampires cross one of us, they cross all of us. And I'm like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> In theory, it's like the pack mentality, but like, it really was just Demo who did this. Like, if anything, you should, like, kidnap Jeremy because he was the accomplice to that murder. Sorry, Jeremy. Her Damon. <laughs> like, I love Damon. I don't want Damon to die. But it's like, he's the only person who did this. The other ones weren't even in the room. Frustrating. Again, I understand pack mentality. But, like, I don't think Mason was in their pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, Mason uh, has chill and these people have none. Uh, Mason surfed a couple times. Maybe you've heard of it, you guys. Yeah, maybe they should catch a couple waves. Calm down. Because, yeah, you would think, like, these 
werewolves that like hung out with them would have like surfer vibes and they do not they have very like backwoods vibes oh my god if he like rolled with like a point break werewolf yes. like that's what i want to see <laughs> that would fucking rule <laughs> oh god uh, instead of brady would be bodie yeah it'd be like you'd have a swayze vibe i'd love it <laughs> this is what we want jill why didn't you write this <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll keep it in mind for um, the next thing I write. <laughs> write surf werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> surf wolves. <laughs> Hang 10 on a full moon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, so anyways, we have a John and Elena scene and they are uh, fighting. She, he's like, I'm here to make sure you stay safe. And she's like, whatever, I can take care of myself. And he's like, your deal with Elijah is stupid. Putting your faith in him is dumb. And she's like, well, putting my faith in you would be dumb because <laughs> of everything you've done. And John's like, but we're family. And Elena does not appreciate him using that word. And she says, look. You may be my father, but I'm never going to be your daughter. And she storms off. Which, damn. Fair enough. How is John so surprised that he's completely alienated his entire family with the actions he's done? Like, he has been nice to none of them. Like, it's uh, like maybe he was nice to Jeremy, but again, he killed his girlfriend. Uh, and he has been nice to no one else, so... <laughs> Literally no one else. And he has not been open about the information that he has, which is the one piece of currency he has he's being stingy with. I guess he was nice to Henry the Vampire, and he taught him how to use the microwave, so. And look how that ended. Aw. Poor Henry. So then um, we begin our hostage negotiation scene, <laughs> and Tyler is not a hostage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were clowning on this hostage uh, scenario uh, with Tyler barely being a hostage. I was so confused because Tyler just wasn't held hostage. <laughs> like, what? What? Uh, Morgan, didn't you say, like, Tyler drove them there? I was like, this is my hostage, Tyler, and he drove me here. <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily true, but it was a fun joke to make. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Fucking hell, I was so annoyed. But Miss June really like pretends that Tyler's like a hostage. Yeah, like Stefan's like, here, let Caroline go and I'll release Tyler. Like, I'm not your enemy. And Jules is like, it's a little late to be waving the white flag. And I'm like, what the fuck? You've met like one time. They they didn't even met like he I think he only knew who Jules was from context clues. Yeah. When they were on the phone. He's like, just leave town. That way no one gets hurt. And Jules is like, well, I'm not leaving without Tyler. And Stefan's like, Tyler is free to do whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> once I'm sure Caroline's okay. And yet Tyler is still trying to figure out whose side should he be on. Tyler is just squinting at everyone and looking like he's doing a very hard math problem. <laughs> I say with love. <laughs> Morgan's trying to prevent a civil war on the podcast, which would be fitting, though. Civil war is perfect for a Vampire Diaries podcast. All right. Bring it on, Morgan. Our, our structured <laughs> debate about um, Matt, and, Matt and Caroline versus Tyler and Caroline is going to be our battle of Willow Creek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
I love I love Tyler very much. Um, I do like the character Tyler. That is not a lie. Uh, so then Damon shows up and he is um, less uh, amenable to peace. <laughs> He's like, why don't you fucking listen to my brother before I get involved? And Damon reminds them like, look, it's not a full moon. We can take you guys. And then Jules does a big whistle and all of these other werewolves come out. They have stakes. One of them is a crossbow. One of them is a flamethrower. This is awesome. Before like shit went down, though, because this, these are the Atlanta woods, I was just reminded of the episode of Atlanta when they're in the woods with Migos as the cartel. <laughs> that, that made me laugh a lot, actually. <laughs> That's nice. That's what this whole vibe feels like before we get to the fighting with the flamethrowers. I do think when I watched that episode, it reminded me of this. <laughs> and I was like, something tells me that's not what they were going for. <laughs> I'm sure they were not like, yeah, and it'll feel a lot like the Vampire Diaries episode Daddy Issues, said Donald Glover, like, during a production call. You know, considering how he used Tiny Tree Adventures uh, as, like, the guideline for season two, you never know. He could have been referencing Vampire Diaries in the first season. Oh, uh, we stand. So, uh, so... <laughs> Jules is like, hey, give us Tyler. And Damon sees all of the weapons and is like, Tyler, go, go on over there. <laughs> Which uh, we stand a uh, coward. Um, <laughs> Mr. Arrow comes out and is like, which one of you killed Mason? And Damon is immediately like, uh, that'd be me. <laughs> wow, it, could have, it, was, it was that simple. You could have just done that earlier. <laughs> he just like wants to die. Like Damon also wants the D. Um, I mean, but also... Jules' interaction with Damon, like, he pretty much admit he was the one who killed Mason then. They didn't need the, this, this entire rigmarole. Yeah, it's it's insane. So, uh, so um, uh, Mr. Arrow demands that uh, his uh, pack make Damon suffer. Uh, and Damon's like, I don't know, we can still take him. And Stefan's like, I don't fucking know about that. <laughs> and then we do some violence and some action. Uh, Stefan, like, gets the flamethrower guy and burns other people with it. We're scrambling around. Tyler goes inside the RV. Damon rips a heart out. It's pretty wild. <laughs> this is Stefan's second time fucking with a flamethrower guy, right? Because didn't Sean Ferris yeah. have a flamethrower in season one? I believe he did, which is why I'm like, why so many flamethrowers, guys? Uh, Stefan's a master at evading a flamethrower. Oh, uh, I love, I love that. <laughs> so uh, then in the RV, uh, Caroline asks Tyler to help her out of the cage she's trapped in. He does not. He hesitates big time. Yeah. Uh, Jill, how'd you feel about that? I said, Tyler, you piece of shit. <laughs> um... Don't agree with his choices there, but I can kind of see where he's coming from because he is so confused. But my guy, she helped you through your first transformation, cut her some fucking slack, get her out of the cage. Maybe he should have told his werewolf buddies, but she was there with me for my first transformation. And they would be like, wait, what? That's not normal or in the book that we read about vampires versus werewolves. That's what we call friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or more. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, Stefan, like, catches a stake in midair that someone throws at him, and then he stabs someone else with it. It's pretty hot. It is. Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, a bunch of violence. Uh, Tyler eventually opens the cage, but uh, Jules immediately grabs Caroline and points a gun at her, and Tyler sees Caroline held at gunpoint and does nothing, which is not great. Yeah, this time he's not even hesitating. He's just not doing anything at all. 
Mm-hmm. Which is not good for his point or for Team Tyler Caroline. Yeah, it's not not great for Team Tyler Caroline. <laughs> Look, maybe uh, maybe romance is different where other people come from. But me, if I like someone, <laughs> I want them to let me out of a cage I was trapped in, and I would like them to stop guns from being pointed at me. Would friend of the show Michael Chasen hesitate to take you out of a cage? I hope not. <laughs> I, I really hope not. Um, so far, we haven't had to, to. It hasn't come to that yet. Not yet. But uh, you know, once it does, I'll let you guys know. I'll report back. Thank you. Um, so then, all the werewolves like fall to the ground. Uh, you know, clutching their heads in pain because someone's putting the ouchie on them, and it's freaking Doc Martin. <laughs> yep, it's not Bon Bon. It's Doc Martin. Hell yeah. I was hoping it would be Bon Bon. What a disappointment. Elijah uh, keeps his promises, and the promise to keep them safe was the one. Yeah, it kind of rules, except that, like, um, he doesn't hurt Tyler, which is nice. Um, He just says, hey, child, when your friends wake up, give them this message. Get the fuck out of Mystic Falls. He doesn't hurt Tyler because Tyler is on that list of friend protection because... He would be sacrificed. He's like what the werewolf they're going to sacrifice, though. And he's Elena's best friend. Yes. But that's more something we discuss in the next episode. He's probably number one on the list. Uh, (laughs) So uh, then we have a Stefan and Caroline scene. Uh, Stefan walks Caroline home. She is looking a little worse for wear. She's covered in some blood and stuff. He's like, is your mom at home? And Caroline's like, no, she's, she's at work. And Stefan offers to come in if she wants. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm uh, and uh, Stefan tells her that um, you don't have to pretend with me, which um, was a good moment for um, team uh, Stefan and Caroline. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you dumped, Elena. Straining, <laughs> <Training>, you dumped. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a really good moment. It's incredibly sweet because Stefan's like, anybody who experienced like what you experienced would not be happy right now. And Caroline says, it's fine. I'm okay. I'm not girly little Caroline anymore. I can handle myself. And they say goodnight. And um, I'm sad. And he uh, takes a while to leave because he's just like looking and make sure she's okay. He loves her. And Elena's dumped. <laughs> uh, pain. <laughs> then uh, in the Salvatore boarding house, uh, Damon opens the door only to see uh, John there. Yay. <laughs> John says, personal feelings aside, Damon, I think you and Stefan will do all you can to protect Elena. John is still being decent. We're, like, we're still in the pocket, so let's enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, he's like not dumb. He says, look, um, I, I because I believe that, I come bearing gifts. And he uh, has this like stuff in a fold, folded cloth. And inside is a silver dagger and a glass like jar full of ashes. And uh, he explains, this is how you kill an original. Um, the In the vials, ash from a white oak tree that dates back to the genesis of the originals. The dagger must be dipped into the ash and then plunged into their heart. And apparently he found all of this out through Isabel, who is good at finding out things. She's good at research. We know this. Yeah. And Damon asks, uh, hey, where the fuck is Isabel? 
Um, and John says, look, if she accomplishes what she's attempting, Klaus will never set foot in Mystic Falls. So um, where Elaine is concerned, you and I are on the same side, which uh, an- another instance of my favorite uh, Vampire Diaries thing, uh, people having alliances that only cover one thing. <laughs> also, this is where I say that the uh, white oak tree is uh, from the books. Yeah, it's been a while since you brought up the books, actually. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Klaus is in, like, the second book. It's really weird. Like, the books, I think, are much shorter than um, the seasons are, so it it doesn't feel analogous. Like, Klaus is, like, the second villain they face. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just need, it's like, it's not like one specific white oak tree. It's just like any white oak tree. <laughs> so then uh, Caroline gets a visitor. Uh, no, no, it's not a visitor. She gets a phone call. After she, she's taking out her splinters. Yeah, she's taking out these like little wooden darts that Arrow blew into her neck. No thanks. This is all your fault, Tyler. Yeah. Matt's like, oh, hey, um, did something happen? You know, because you were like supposed to be here and you're not. And Caroline, like, it's such a good, like, Buffy moment. I feel like in the, in the, like, you know, not being able to tell your, like, normal crush about your magic life. She's just like, oh, shit, like, I'm so sorry. And she clear, clearly feels, like, genuinely guilty and sad to have missed her talk with him, which she really wanted to have. She says that something came up with Bonnie and Bonnie needed her, but Matt can see very clearly that Bonnie and Jeremy are at the grill right now together. Mm-hmm. At a very small table, very close to each other, laughing at a joke of some sort. No, 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 no. Laughing and laugh. Joel's furious. <laughs> no, no. Having none of that. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh, so you're with Bonnie now? And Caroline's like, yeah. So I can't make it tonight, but can I see you tomorrow? And Matt's like, yeah, I hope everything's good. Night. And it uh, sucks. And it's sad. And no thanks is my uh, is what I would like to say. <laughs> I feel very bad. Um, she's nice. So uh, Tyler shows up. And he's like, look, I didn't know this was going to happen. Um, and she is like, what the fuck? Like, do you know what they did to me? And she's like, I, he's like, I'm sorry, but this is crazy. I don't know how to trust you. Who to trust you lied to me. And she says, I lied to protect my friends. I lied to protect you. And you just stood there when we were all going to be killed, um, which is a fair point. And uh, Tyler says he didn't know what to do, which like, to be fair, a lot of stuff going on for him. It's not easy. And Caroline says, you help your friends. That's what you do. Uh, Tyler apologizes, but Caroline tells him it's too late. And she adds that what happened to me last night, that will never happen again, uh, which rules. And she tells him to get the hell out of her, her house. And she slams the door in his face. Because they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Jill, did you like let out a scream of some sort or like throw something at a mirror? Um, No, I know this like contradicts all of my feelings, but I actually loved this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause like he deserved it. He deserved to be yelled at. True. (laughs) I loved it. And it only makes me want them to be together more. (laughs) Yeah. I would, I would argue with, without trying to spoil anything or be, uh, too, uh, difficult and preferential about my ships. Um, I would say that like Tyler's not ready for Caroline right now. That's fair. Yeah. Like, he's got to figure some shit out about himself before he can be with anybody. He needs to uh, handle his business. Yeah. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. But I still absolutely love him. (laughs) (laughs) 
just to make that 100% clear if we if we were uh, had any confusion. Wait, uh, you like Tyler? I don't know um, if I got that message. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just wanted to clear it up, you know? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Over the Gilberts uh, in the fateful kitchen where he was stabbed and his fingers were cut off so long ago. Uh, John and Elena have a little conversation. Um, he tries to apologize and she's like, I don't want you here. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't want to fight with you. And she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. You're here to protect me. Get in line. Which I'm like, Elena, people love you. <laughs> <laughs> she wants the deep. <laughs> Babe, like she's like, yeah, you're just another one of these people who won't let me die. <laughs> Love her. Elena, honey, there are other things about him you can dunk on much easier. <laughs> so good. He instead uh, offers her, instead of, um, you know, dunking on her for wanting to die, uh, he gives her a bracelet that belonged to uh, her mother, like her actual mother Miranda and uh, he found it in a box of stuff that he was left and he says look like Miranda and Grayson were your parents and I know I'm I'm nothing to you and you don't have a reason to believe me or trust me and I've done a lot of bad stuff but when you lost your parents I lost my brother and I lost my way and I probably can't ever make things up to you but I'm gonna try to protect you and it's really lovely it is Elena cries. He leaves. Uh, Stefan comes in. She asks if he heard it all, and he did. And yeah, she like he hugs her. They're really cute. That's what happened tonight with Caroline. He says he could use her help. But uh, I think this is such a lovely scene. It is, and it's like also the last scene where John is decent. Um, <laughs> it's the end of that. <laughs> it really is. But just, also remember, guys, Jenna lost her sister. Let's let's not lose sight of that. Jenna lost her sister. Yep. Arguably more important. It's not like John got custody of these children. He didn't even want to have custody of these children. Actually, for someone who likes to meddle in all of their lives, why didn't John try to get custody of the children? Like, I assume they wouldn't let him have it. (laughs) (laughs) The state refused. Yeah, uh, no thank you. Yeah, it just seems like he is like such a know-it-all and a control freak. He would want it, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's also kind of weird knowing that the Gilberts were on the council and then what we see in the next episode that they wouldn't want the kids to be with someone who also is on the council and can indoctrinate them when the time comes. And also that they wouldn't want Elena with her biological father. (laughs) Do you think that they they were ever planning to tell her that one? Uh, I have no idea. And I also have no idea if they were even formally left with Jenna or if Jenna just stepped up. Like, it's unclear. This one I want is like a party of five just approach to vampire diaries again no vampires but like let's just talk about these orphans and what they're feeling and what jenna's feeling having to raise these orphans would enjoy so then back in the woods uh tyler um decides to go uh hang out in the rv and he you know sorry about their friends and he does do this thing that makes me really really sad which he asks it's not always like this is it oh my boy yeah, right. It reminds me of Jeremy a lot, like asking about like asking David if like being a vampire is better. Like these aren't just kids, like they don't know how this stuff is supposed to go. Like they're swept up in the action of all of this stuff. Like you can only blame them so much for these things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh Brady says, No, man, you're just living in vampire country, that's all. 
and gives him a bottle of brown liquor. Gives the child some brown liquor. The boy, as Jules constantly calls him. Jesus. So weird. Mm-hmm. So Brady's like, why the fuck was Mason even here? And um, Jules is like, well, his brother died. And Brady's like, yeah, but why did he stay long enough to get himself killed? And Tyler's like, oh, because of this stupid fucking rock. <laughs> I also, I love that Brady wouldn't assume that, you know, Mason would want to stay to, like, help his nephew out or, like, be good to his family. Yep. <laughs> cool guy, cool guy. Then they find out about the, new- the moonstone. Jules is like, oh, holy shit, moonstone. And uh, Brady's like, where is it now? And Tyler says, I couldn't tell you. Again, what book were they reading where they got all this information? No fucking clue. <laughs> um, so then, over at Caroline's, Stefan appears on Caroline's door again. She's in her bathrobe. She's healed from all her wounds. She's smiling. Um, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I was kind of worried. And I brought some backup. And it's Lena and Bonnie, and they're going to have a sleepover. And it's really nice. <laughs> A fucking great moment. And I I was thinking, like, is this the episode? Like, when Elena had her ponytail, I, like, I think this is the episode. And then it was, and I was very happy. And I, I got a little teary-eyed because uh, friendship. Yeah, friend of the show, Michael Jason, walked in on me uh, starting to cry. Uh, and I was like, they're doing this anymore. <laughs> Uh, which he reacted to very normally. Uh, and Stefan and Elena are cute, and they mouth I love you to each other. And I'm like, this isn't about you guys. I thought he was mouthing, you dumped. You dumped. <laughs> guys, can I mention, I loved this moment, obviously. I was getting teary, too, because I love female friendship. Um, I am so sick of Elena and Stefan. <laughs> I couldn't tell in the so next boring. episode. You've been so subtle about it, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> They're so boring. <laughs> They're sweet. They're so boring. <laughs> There's like no excitement. <laughs> Literally, I've never seen where they did anything in in uh, Crying Wolf. You're like, ah, uh, shoot me in the head, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You were not, in- except you loved the cabin they were in. <laughs> yeah, I love the cabin. <laughs> but anytime they talk, you just like shut up. You'd be like, "Ugh, yeah, ugh." We like sick of them. But yeah, you really surprised us by saying this, Jill. <laughs> I just needed to make that one clear too. <laughs> I don't think at this point you're alone there in terms of the fandom, but like, it, there is obviously a very heavy Stefan Damon split. Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that they're really cute. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're fine. They're no Steph and Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely know that, like, at this time watching it, I'm like, well, obviously, like, they're cute and everything, but, like, what if Stefan did Caroline? It's like, that's all that was, like, in my mind. Well, that and, like, Andy Starr, I'm in love with you. <laughs> nah. Not me. I was happy with everything the way it was. <laughs> So, uh, this scene is so good, and they are best friends, and I am happy. Yes. Agreed. Uh, so then we cut to the bathtub. Again, Damon is a nice fucking bathroom. He is a two-seater bathtub? Come on. Yeah, he is such a little, like, prissy bitch. <laughs> no. So, in that bathtub, 
uh, are um, Damon and Andy Starr. They are having a bubble bath. They're being very romantic. They're drinking red wine. Uh, Andy's like, I can't believe that you called me. I thought I was like being too forward. It's like, no, you weren't the problem, girl. <laughs> They're so freaking cute. I just think they are cute. They are flirty and flirty and flirty. And then Damon decides to uh, make this woman his therapist. <laughs> And he's like, I'm in love with a woman I can never have. And Andy's like, ah, oh, makes fucking sense. <laughs> I love that he's basically Mr. Red Flags. And she's fine with all of it, honestly. Until, obviously, the I kill people part. Yeah, she's like, this bath is nice. We're probably gonna fuck. Like, alright, like, where does it, where's it gonna go? <laughs> probably gonna fuck again. I feel like they've already fucked. And now they're in the bath. And now they're gonna fuck again. I would assume they did not. Yeah, they, they probably fucked before the bath. That's correct. Will she be wearing uh, Rose's silk robe? Oh, that makes me oh. sad. <laughs> oh. Right? I don't like it. That's how we find out if it's like the house silk robe or if it was Rose's. We'll keep an eye out for post <laughs> Robegate 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Andy's like, eh, what's the deal? Is she with another dude? And he's like, yeah, but that's not the point. The point is I'm in love with her. It drives me crazy and I can't control myself. I don't trust myself around anybody. And he says, I'm bad, Andy. I do things. I kill people. And she's like, uh, what? Yeah, he compels her, don't be afraid. You're okay. And then she's just like, go on. Yeah, please uh, continue to tell me why you murder. He says, I like it. It's in my nature. It's who I am. But then I have to like keep myself together to protect her. And she wants me to be better, which means it can't be who I am. Do you see the whole problem? And she's like, well, maybe this is who you are. Like, love can change us. And he's like, yeah, just uh, stop talking. Then let's just have sex. Uh, And then he ignites her and like the blood mixes with the bubbles and stuff. And it's pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, well, this is uncomfortable. And then she's like, actually, no, this is hot. She's like, I'll allow it. She's gonna like, ow, ow, wait, no, this is good. I did not know that I was supposed to read this scene as good. Um, <laughs> I was very uncomfortable for most of it. I saw that, that scene, Jill, that you were uncomfortable. I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree, Jill. I think that it's it's definitely a scene that's meant to not be all positive. I like Andy, and I think Andy is a is a good influence on Damon, uh, even if Damon is not necessarily a value add in her life mm-hmm. uh, all the time. And since this is the way the show works, and I like Damon, um, you know, guest cast is possible. I will say, so obviously not a fan of the way Damo treated Caroline. I would say that like the Damon Andy relationship is definitely in a contrast to that pairing. And we'll see it more, like, because obviously, I feel like watching this episode, you're like, why do they love Andy Starr so much? Yeah. Uh, I feel like, without spoiling, really, Damo, like, doesn't turn her, like, into, like, a mindless zombie or whatever. Like, she's allowed to have her personality. And actually, he kind of just, it seems like he just ends up compelling someone to, like, not be afraid of him. And then, like, has an actual relationship with her on top of that. Yeah. It's how it kind of moves forward with, which I, I find very fascinating, because there are things that like, happen where I'm like, there's no reason he needed to do that, like, for any nefarious reasons. Like, oh, he is just having a relationship with this girl to kind of possibly kind of see if he can even do that. Yeah. So maybe if I were to rewatch it later, once I know more about her, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I like this. But because I don't know her, I'm like, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) Exactly. Fair. (laughs) Okay. And it it did remind me, I was like, oh, I do like Damon and Elena. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're like, oh, those are also characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Tyler Blinders, though. Oh, they are strong, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, we've noticed. <laughs> you also didn't hide that from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not being sneaky. I'm not good at sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> we end our episode uh, in the tomb. Catherine is still there. Poor girl. And uh, she gets a visit from John. Also, poor girl. <laughs> She's like, ugh, I sent Stefan to find Isabel, <laughs> which I love her. Um, and John's like, whatever, she got your message. She's busy. She sent me. Um, he says, does Stefan know you're here right now? And he says, no, no one does. This is between you, me, and Isabel. And Catherine says, I want out of this tomb. And John says, I'm already on it. Remember when she cut off your fingers? Like, grow a pair. <laughs> He was doing so well for a little stretch of this episode, and then here we are. Good. Uh, John Gilbert. Before we get to the next episode, Jill, is John Gilbert going to be in your top five? You bet. He'll be number one. (laughs) I mean, after Tyler got so high in the rankings, anything could happen. (laughs) No, I'll never take anything for granted again. I don't know shit. (laughs) Not after that moment. Not after Tyler being number one. So 214, Crying Wolf, opens with what I would like to describe as a good old-fashioned Vampire Diaries corpse fire. The, like, the, all the uh, dead werewolves are uh, being piled um, and set, set aflame by uh, Brady and Jules. Enter another wolf, although we thought they were all dead, but more wolves just keep popping up in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, Stevie, a.k.a. Nerd Wolf, a.k.a. Hat Wolf. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop that out right now. He really sucks. He's saddled with a lot of exposition, which is always hard for a character, but um, I'm not a fan. But I guess Kevin was a fan because he later cast him on his CBS show Stalker, which was not good. Oh, Stalker. Yeah, I did not watch that. I watched a good portion of it and it was like what i've said a lot about like latter day kevin williamson or just like violence and blood for like no good reason a lot of uh violence towards women nothing enjoyable honestly hmm. no thank you so stevie um uh talks a lot about stuff uh he should have known <laughs> then brady told me when uh tyler said mason's here for the moonstone something clicked uh back in florida i thought mason might be up to something because he was banging that hot vampire chick kathy and he didn't want him to know kathy first of all they all knew second of all they weren't trying to kill kathy who if anyone they probably should have tried to kill kathy which means this whole work versus vampires thing is all bullshit anyway yeah like if you didn't murder Catherine, what the fuck Stevie explains the whole sun and the moon curse thing and says, like, they're clearly, like, putting together things to, like, undo the sun and the moon curse. And Brady says, we can't let them do that, even if we have to kill every last vampire in this town. So, clear setting of stakes. (laughs) Yeah, even though that's not what they're doing, but no one talks to anyone. No one sends an email. Send some emails. Guys, email. Underrated tool. (laughs) I feel like the wolves aren't on email. Yeah, they don't know about email. You can contact them on their live journals. <laughs> God, Jules' live journals insufferable. I know it. Jules trying to make it in Brady's top eight on MySpace. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely get the feeling that Brady's a fuckboy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
So then uh, at Caroline's house, um, Elena gets a phone call and we reveal her like falling out of bed. (laughs) Caroline and Bonnie are like a tangle of limbs there and it's very cute and I love them. You love to see it. It's great. Uh, So it's Stefan. He's like, oh, how's the slumber party? And she's like, it was good. We needed it. When can you and I have one? Jill vomit. (laughs) I was gonna stay silent, but since you said it, yes. (laughs) I mean, it's it's your truth, Jill. You gotta say your truth on this podcast. That's the point. They're so boring. I I mean, I've been thinking they've been boring, and then this cabin part, I was like, I am so fucking over this. (laughs) Next episode we do... Features my favorite episode, the dinner party, mm-hmm. and they will still be at the cabin. Mm-hmm. And I know that that drives you crazy, probably, Joel. But there is a phenomenal moment at the cabin that I think you will appreciate. Yep. Listen, I love the cabin, so I'll give the cabin another episode. But what <laughs> happens at the cabin? <laughs> it's actually just a scene where it's just a shot of the cabin, and you don't even see Stefan and Elena. Yeah, that'd be great. Give me a cabin tour. <laughs> that's all I want we've seen quite a bit of it, it yeah. twice. so then uh, basically he's like we can have a sleepover wherever the fuck you want uh, and she's like cool take me far away from here and he's like huh would this have anything to do with you uh, dodging John Gilbert and she's like yeah it does uh, which fair he is uh, difficult to be around. Then over the Salvatore house, uh, Andy is trying to head to work. And she's like, oh my god, this is a crazy day. I like have to cover this like historical society high tea. And I'm talking to some visiting writer who's writing a book on small town Virginia named Elijah Smith. <laughs> Damon is not into him going by Smith. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty basic. And... Of all the things we can be like, retcon? <laughs> it's like, the fact that he's using Smith now, it's like, we'll fix that later. It's pretty funny. So then um, Andy uh, checked herself on the mirror. She has a big old band-aid on her neck, and Damon helps her tie her scarf there. Her scarf, she's accessorized much better than Caroline's skinny scarves, which I didn't like. Well, that's because Andy starts a grown-ass woman. Hell Yeah. But also, like, there's no reason Damon should compel her just like, to shut the fuck up about work. But no, she's just talking and he's just listening. Like, the good boyfriend he is. You know, he wants to hear about it. High tea is the event of the week. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It's like the barbecue. I'm like, they've run out of things, haven't they? Oh yeah, the, the tea that the historical society has. <laughs> so, uh, Andy and Damon go over her story, which is she can't say, she says, I can't say that you bit me or drank my blood, just that we hit it off and I really like you. She says, you are terrific though. You're sweet, funny, you're honest. And Damon like <laughs> is very touched and he compels her to say, uh, you're falling hard. And he says, you might be the one, <laughs> which is uh, disturbing and cute, which is kind of their whole deal. Yeah. Then Amarik shows up. And he is disturbed, but he possibly finds it cute. <laughs> and David says, my new girlfriend, Andy Starr, Action News. <laughs> to which Alaric replies, it's not called Action News. And David says, I know, I just like saying it. <laughs> As do we all. I love it. I love it. Uh, Damon shows off uh, the uh, original killing goodies that John Gilbert gave them. And uh, Alaric's like, 
do you trust him? Do you think this is real? And Damon's like, I don't fucking know. Like, we can't put anything past this guy. So uh, that's the plan there. And Dan just says, Damon, what are you up to? And Alaric's like, well, Jenna and I were going to go to the lake house, but somehow we both got roped into the historical society thing. <laughs> and uh, Damon says, well, I think that we should go because it's time I met Elijah. I guess it would add up that Jenna is like doing history grad school, right? Like that has to be it, right? It would make sense. I feel like she said she was doing it in like so sociology or like psychology or something, but I might be making that up. But history would make the most sense, honestly. It would, but it just seems also like all the history society responsibilities that she has, she took over for Elena's mom. Mm -hmm. It probably is sociology, but like history makes more sense. I fully agree. So then we go to the grill and we have a Bonnie and Caroline scene. And um, Bonnie says that she's going to use her magic uh, to get Luca to tell um, Bonnie, like, everything that he knows. And uh, dun, dun, dun. Then Caroline makes some eyes at Matt and Matt uh, fully snubs her. And uh, Caroline's really disappointed. What she get for lying, Caroline? I felt bad. It made me sad. It was sad. But yeah, that's what that's what happens when you lie. You know, if you don't have to lie to, Stefan. Yeah. He knows everything. <laughs> Good God. You probably have to lie to Tyler, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning again. So then um, Tyler goes to Brady's trailer and talks to Jules and Brady. Yikes. Well, first she's like, how have you guys not left yet? That guy was like, Doc Martin was said you had to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He was like, yeah, it seems like you should leave. And they're like, we will. <laughs> Uh, but we need your help. We need you to help us find the Moonstone. They explain the Sun and the Moon curse. And um, the way Brady sees it, it's about, like, who has an edge in a vampire and werewolf war. So if a vampire breaks it and they can walk during the day, then they'll make werewolves extinct. Whereas if werewolves can turn whenever they want, they can, you know, kill all the vampires they want. Which is, yeah, that's the thing. We know this. But at the same time... I would assume most vampires don't think werewolves exist, or they think they are extinct. Again, we were told there were no werewolves, basically. Yeah, and every vampire we've known who can walk in the sun doesn't seem to give a shit about killing werewolves. Yeah. Like, they've not used that advantage to immediately start murdering werewolves. It's basically where, like, the werewolves are like, vampires are our rivals, and vampires do not care at all. But Jules makes a good point, which is, if we get the curse broken and we can turn at will, that means we never have to turn if we don't want to. And that sounds really fucking good to Tyler, and I do not blame him, because uh, it looks real painful to become a werewolf. But then they start talking about doppelgangers, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's like an evil twin person. Anyways, take a look at this picture of Mason and Kathy. And he's like, oh, that's Elena Gilbert. I've known her my whole life. She's my best friend. She's my best friend. I've met her once. I wish that they would just pivot to them being best friends and that they would, like, be each other's, like, last phone call every night and be like, shit, like, Tyler, what are you up to? And he'd be like, you know, E, I'm good. <laughs> oh my god, I want that so bad. That's what I want for that. In theory, I, I do want to see Tyler and Elena become best friends because that'd be hilarious. But, like, really, what would they talk about? Uh, the town. Town of Mystic Fox. <laughs> Wanting to die. <laughs> 
So um, Caroline decides to confront Matt, which is pretty fair. Um, he's like, I'm working, which is also pretty fair. And she's like, but could you work and talk? And he does not seem to want to do that. She's like, but we were going to talk last night. And he's like, look, I know you lied to me last night and I don't appreciate it. And Caroline's like, oh, shit, shit, shit. And can't say anything to Matt. So Matt leaves. Yeah, unlike uh, Tyler, she can't just gaslight him a bunch. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Uh, and then uh, Tyler shows up to make everything better. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> but no, that's not what happens. Shows up to bump into Caroline and rob her. He, yeah, he uh, takes her phone um, and he tries to apologize uh, and she is not having it. And she storms out of the grill. Also not having it, Matt Donovan. He uh, is like, look, if the two of you want to get together, fine. But like, don't lie about it. And Tyler's like, Matt, nothing's happening. And Matt like grabs them and is like, stop lying. And I'm like, <laughs> Matt, don't be so aggro. He's tired of the lies. He's a sweet boy. He's tired of the lies. Just like, fuck sweetness. Yeah, I hate sweetness. <laughs> no, he's fine. I was like, he's, he has every right to feel how he does. Your feelings are valid, uh, Matt Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I agree. So then uh, Stefan and Elena are uh, packing their bags, ready to leave for their romantic weekend. And then Elena gets a text from Caroline, and she, uh, which we now know is Tyler. People keep using Caroline's phone, and I don't like it. Yeah, like, fuck that. And Elena's like, I'm heading to the lake house with Stefan. Are you okay? And Stefan's like, please tell me that nothing is wrong. <laughs> and Caroline, in quotes, replies, all good. Never mind. Have fun. Um, and Elena's like, no, nothing's wrong. Just Caroline, let's go. And they head off on their delightful trip together. That makes no one throw up. <laughs> I have a question, which is... Is Elena telling Jenna that she's going on a weekend at the lake house with Stefan? Or is she saying something else? Is she going on a weekend sex trip? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't Jenna later say that she knows? She's like, yeah, they're at the lake house. Like, and I'm going to go stay with Alaric because none of us want to talk to you, John. So because Jenna and Rick can't go on their sex weekend on the lake house, she tells her niece to go on a sex weekend at the lake house? Look, someone needs to have sex in the Gilbert's cabin. <laughs> I just need there to be a scene where Jenna, like, counsels them both on safe sex. <laughs> and that's that. Even though vampires can't, like, knock someone up. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't know that he's a vampire. She just knows he's a teenage boy. But also, like, Elena was having sex with Matt, and she's fine, so I feel like maybe she just trusts Elena. But it was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Stefan gives off a less sexually safe vibe than Matt? Oh, yeah. Have you seen his car? Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> but also, like, I don't think that Elena's parents were saying, okay, Elena, go have a sex weekend with Matt. Fair enough. Anyways, Tyler you know, now uh, putting down the phone, uh, says to um, everybody, they're having a sex weekend at the cabin. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but Jill, what are your two cents on the sex weekend uh, approval happening in, in, in this household? I mean, Elena's what, 17? Yes. Yeah, I feel like since uh, uh, Jenna's young and hip, she'd be like, yeah, go have sex. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is definitely some white nonsense is what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, there's a single guardian. If she wants to have a sex weekend, she's got to let one of the children have a sex weekend, too. <laughs> as long as it's not Jeremy and Bonnie, I'm happy. Thank God. Well, now you've put that into the universe, Jill. Thanks a lot. 
Nope. <laughs> Elaine and Seven pull up to the Gilbert's Lake House, which is very nice. And uh, it's clearly making Elena like a little emotional. And he's like, if you can't be here, we can just turn right around. It's totally fine. And she's like, no, I've always loved it here. I wanted to stay that way, uh, which is nice. Then uh, they... <laughs> now, this is a bit that we we're not in agreement on uh she walks in and stefan obviously can't come in because he hasn't been invited and elena does a whole bit where she's like oh shit i can't invite you in like my parents love this place to john gilbert and stefan's like you're fucking kidding aren't you and then she's like i am (laughs) prank sinatra baby fucking prank sinatra Uh, and she invites stefan in and he's like you're a liar and then he like lifts her up and they kiss and it's cute if in my opinion jill (laughs) (laughs) i thought that bit was so stupid (laughs) see that's a good bit i feel like so jill you're 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 so clouded now by your hatred of Stefan and Alina. It just, it seemed so weird to me. I don't know. It <laughs> didn't land for me. I would totally do that bit if I had a vampire boyfriend and he needed to be invited into my cabin uh, that belonged to my dead parents, whose uh, will was not necessarily public knowledge. So that bit would be a little bit, you know, would be a little bit of mystery that you could exploit for a prank. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's fun. Wouldn't you do a little prank on your vampire like partner? I feel like I would too. Um, Imagine Tyler was a vampire <laughs> and you guys were having a sex weekend. He can't come into the cabin and he's like, you gotta invite me in. W-Y-D. Oh, I can't know. <laughs> do the prank, Jill. Do the prank. <laughs> do the prank. Do the prank. Fine. Fine, I do the prank. <laughs> Hell yeah. Peer pressure works. <laughs> yeah, this episode's brought to you by peer pressure. <laughs> I would 100% do this bit on friend of the show, Michael Chasen, uh, were he a vampire. It'd be great. It's fun. It's a fun bit. And they seem to have a fun time. And Jill hates it. Sex weekend begins. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go from our sex weekend to a tea party. Rick drinking the tea is hilarious. He's never like drank from a teacup, it seems. It's a nice bit of uh, physical uh, comedy. Uh, Carol Lockwood is talking to Elijah about his fake book. And he's like, yeah, I'm focusing on like the smaller regions of Virginia. You know what? Maybe Elijah should just write a book for for shits and giggles. (laughs) He probably has. Elijah's old enough. He probably wrote a book. What book do you think Elijah wrote with a pseudonym? Mm. It's not this, but the first books that popped into my mind were um, a set of books that Michael and I found at Barnes & Noble. The guy who wrote the uh, Maze Runner books, James Dashner, I believe is his name, wrote some books about that, that are like um, seem very Ready Player One-esque. Uh, and their main character's name is Michael. And the virtual reality place is called the Vertnet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably it. I was gonna say the Da Vinci Code series. Oh my god, I love that. You think he's Dan Brown? <laughs> Eliza Smith, Dan Brown makes sense to me. <laughs> then at the tea party, uh, Jenna sees Damon there and is like, "Why the fuck are you here?" I love her commitment to hating Damon. 
It's pretty funny, honestly. It's a good bit. And uh, it turns out he is here to visit his girlfriend, Auntie. And Jenna's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Seeing them two together. And Damon says, thanks for introducing us, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna was just hoping her friend would like fuck Damon and get it out of her system. Not form a relationship with him. <laughs> Horrible. So then uh, Damon uh, walks right up to Carol and Elijah so that he can um, introduce himself. Uh, Carol is so excited to see Damon because she loves him. (laughs) Carol's like, Elijah, this is Damon. His family is one of Mystic Falls' founding families. And Damon's like, wow, it's a pleasure to meet you. (laughs) And Elijah uh, seems not pleased and says, no, the pleasure's mine. And they shake hands, and uh, we are uh, loaded with dramatic irony. Yes. We're about to be loaded with uh, magical roofies. Mm-hmm. So then, good God. So then Bonnie uh, comes upon Luca playing some pool at the Mystic Grill. One of the many things you can do at the Mystic Grill, uh, along with be roofied. Uh, and she hands him what looks like a blended iced coffee drink with whipped cream on it, like a frappuccino. And I was like, holy shit, that sounds so nice. When's the last time you guys had one of those? I It's been a long time. It's been quite a while. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> guys, upon seeing it, I got so amped. I, wanted, I was like, could I drive to a Starbucks now and get one? But then we were watching The Vampire Diaries and recording <laughs> the podcast, so I knew I couldn't. The guys, pause, pause real quick. I gotta go to Starbucks. <laughs> I gotta go get a fucking Java chip frappuccino so I can remember what it's like to be 11 and bike to the grocery store Starbucks. I wanted a blended frappuccino so fucking bad. Uh, and Luca must have too, because he takes it and he gulps it on down. <laughs> As she's like, oh, I wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, your dad for saving us. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jeremy and Caroline are uh, watching from across the bar. And uh, Caroline's like, yeah, she's selling it. He's buying it. She says she's giving him the sex smile. <laughs> And Jeremy's very upset. And Caroline clocks that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Uh, and Luca's like, cool, you want to play a game? And then uh, she's like, yeah. And then suddenly he is very roofied. <laughs> and he starts like going limp. And Bonnie's like, it's fine. This was the point where I was like, Luca's this close to getting punched in the back of the head by our heroes. <laughs> they just keep fucking with him. <laughs> Truly, like, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not a great guy. He's not our friend. He has been involved in deceit. But I still don't think he's still like a child. Like, we shouldn't be hurting him this much. These children are all about hurting other children. Adults are all about hurting children. And possibly (laughs) running away with them to Florida. Yep, these are vicious kids. Oh, God. What if Jules is supposed to be like 18 years old? (laughs) Oh my god. Jules is taking her gap year between high school and college. <laughs> oh my god, no. So, uh, back at the Gilbert's Lake House, uh, Jill, do you want to talk about your love for this lake house now? This is where you start to talk about it a lot in the chat. <laughs> Listen, I am from bumfuck Minnesota, so I'm, I'm a real big fan of lakes, and I miss them quite a bit being in LA. So seeing this lake, it is a great lake but the cabin literally looks like my friend's cabin um minus taxidermied animals uh, <laughs> so it felt very comforting to me i was like oh this feels like home i really liked it i went to a cabin for my birthday this year and it ruled 
I am pro-cabin. So it seems like Elaine and Stefan are also very pro-cabin. They are outside on the docks, like wrapped in blankets and, you know, spooning but standing up. And uh, she's kind of just like reminiscing about all the the things they'd done here. And she's kind of like, what do you think our future will be like? And what will our memories be like? Um, This is admittedly like pretty mushy, but I would argue that it's ultimately pretty nice until he's like, here's a future memory. It's like what I'm doing right now. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little tangled up, but they seem happy. So I'll let them have it. I mean, yeah, there's no way you can take that picture of them standing up and spooning and put that in the memories frame stuff. And so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and Jill was like a choke and die. I'm guessing. <laughs> Jill said, this is uh, too cheesy for me. <laughs> she was like, I hope they fall and drown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In the chat, I replied, they were nice. <laughs> it was really cheesy, though. Like, really cheesy. I don't disagree, but I mean, they're in love. They're One of them's a teenager. <laughs> I mean, he's technically a teenager. In a lot of ways, yes. The technically a teenager diaries. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so then, back at the Lockwood Mansion, at our tea, John and Alaric have an aside. John's like, what's Damon doing with Elijah? And Alaric's like, how would I know? And John says, because you're his little helper. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's a solid burn. They're friends. He's not just his helper. Yeah. And then John's like, does Jenna know about, like, all the shit that you do? Maybe I should tell her. And Alaric says, you're a dick. <laughs> John, just, like, he's not, mind your fucking business. Yeah, he says, like, you shouldn't be sleeping over because it's inappropriate with the children in the house, and I want my ring back. And Alaric's just like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yet again, John Gilbert's charm fails. Yeah, also, like, what the fuck? Like, does John seriously think he could take Alaric? The only advantage he ever had was having a ring, and he no longer does. Yeah, Rick could kick the sh- like beat the shit out of John at tea if he had if he wanted to. Please. So then we have our Elijah Damon scene where they uh, like Elijah's like, "Hey, where's Elena?" You know, because it's my job to keep her safe, and she's like, "Oh, he's safe with Stefan. Um, we're having kind of a werewolf problem." And uh, Damon's like, yeah, you saved the day. And Elijah says, you're welcome. (laughs) But it's clear that they're feeling each other out. Elijah says, why don't you just like stay focused on keeping Elena safe and keep the rest to me? But Damon uh, doesn't feel like that's good enough. So uh, Elijah and Damon do some violence upon each other. (laughs) And Elijah's like, fucking young vampires are so goddamn arrogant. How dare you come in here and challenge me, which is really hot, in my opinion. Because he holds Damon against a wall by his throat and his face is all smushed up and I'm a fan. Yeah, and then Damon tries to like do it back and it's like, no, dummy. You fucking can't. Uh, and Elijah stabs him in the throat with a pencil, which rules. Yeah, it's cool. And then even cooler is giving his handkerchief to Damon to clean himself up. He says, I'm an original. Show a little respect. The moment you cease to be of use to me, you're dead. So you should do what I say. Keep Elena safe. And you leave. I uh, love Elijah. I'm a fan of Elijah. <laughs> it's just, it's, that's my hot take. I love Elijah. I like his work. <laughs> And the chat goes from you saying my husband to me saying he's so hot to Jill saying I fucking love cabins, man. <laughs> 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 
Elena's watching something cook and uh, like, you know, the fire's dying. So uh, they decide to go get a jacket so they can go outside. And then Elena like kind of is looking at all of her parents' stuff and it's clearly very emotional for her. Like Jenna was supposed to pack all of this stuff up, but she kept putting it off and it's hard to blame her because doing that stuff's really hard. She gives Stefan a jacket, says he looks hot in it, her great grandpa's. I mean, he does look hot in it, though. It's true. He does. He does look really hot. Then they start hooking up, and Stefan ruins it by being like, oh, when I shoved you against that wall during our hot makeup, um, it made a sound that makes me believe that there's something hollow back there. Stefan ruins it, but, like, Elena was trying to ruin it, which is like, this is my parents' room. But someone's like, let's keep doing this. And Jill's like, I hope you guys choke on each other's tongues. <laughs> It was at least a little interesting when they were hooking up. You said, this is too much for me. Enough, kids. <laughs> and then once they found the hidden compartment with all the weapons in it, I said, don't worry, the fun is over. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's crazy. Like the Gilberts had a ton of fucking vampire hunting weapons in their lake house closet. But no werewolf hunting weapons because no one knew about werewolves. Nope. But also, I just want to say, I really love the bit of Jill hating stuff in Elena so much, and I look forward to using it a lot more in other episodes, so get used to it, Jill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just resign myself. I'll try to keep it to a middle. Uh, so then, um, back at Caroline's house, which, it's so funny that, that like, Caroline's house has become their clubhouse, because Liz is never home. She's working. This is, like, this is what Caroline was saying, and we weren't listening. Her mom's always working, never at high tea. So, uh, the Caroline's like, okay, these are all the candles that I found. And, like, I hope that later Liz Forbes is like, where are the Pottery Barn candles that I've ordered? Like, Caroline, where are the candles? And she's like, Mom, you only care about candles. (laughs) So I'm sure that's a fight they had later. Uh, They place him around the room, they put Luca in a trance, and Bonnie draws power from the flames, which kind of rules. And Caroline, seeing Bonnie, like, light all the candles with magic, uh, says, that's pretty hot. (laughs) And I love her. And now, uh, Team Caroline and Bonnie is in effect. Yes. So Jeremy leaves to go get a bowl of water, and Bonnie's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's hot. And she's like, fucking Jeremy has a crush on you. <laughs> and Bonnie says, so? Which is fair, Bonnie. What, you'd rather be with the fucking traitor and warlock over here? And she says, I'm not into Luca. It was just nice to be understood. And Caroline says, yeah, and you've known Jeremy forever, and you've only known him this one way as Elena's brother, but you're a witch, and I'm a vampire. You know, it's not like we're in any position. And Bonnie says to be picky. And Caroline says, no, to judge. Yeah, uh, no judging in this dancery, basically, is what Caroline's saying. And I again think that Caroline is right in that if Bonnie is only not dating Jeremy because she's he's he's Elena's little brother, that's the wrong reason to not date Jeremy. You should not date Jeremy because he's an emo little bitch and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, then uh, Bonnie starts doing magic stuff. <laughs> then uh, back at the Salvatores, uh, Damon and Alaric are just drinking some brown liquor and talking about the day's events because they're best friends. And like Alaric's like checking in. He's like, how's your throat? And Damon's like, it's sore. And uh, Alaric's like, yeah, that Elijah's one scary dude, but with nice hair. 
Yes. Yes, he is. We all like Elijah. We all respect Elijah's hair. And Damon's like, yeah, that guy's going to be hard to kill. And Alaric's like, yeah. And I think twice before I use like John Gilbert's method of doing it. Uh, you're going to need more info. Damon's like, well, I'm out of sources. Alaric says, what's up with you and this news chick? <laughs> Damon says, she's got spunk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> which I love. And Alaric sits back down and looks at David and says, just don't kill her, please. And he makes a good excuse for why he won't kill her because then who would report on the news that she was dead? <laughs> she is the first non-fell in 100 years to report the news in this town. Do you know how good she has to be at her job to get it? <laughs> so Alaric is like, look, just don't fucking kill her. She's friends with Jenna and it's bad enough that I'm lying to her about all of this other shit. Like, Come on, I hate it. So then he's like, okay, it's time for me to go. I gotta go pick Jenna up. And uh, Damon's like, yeah, cool. And then Alaric walks out and is immediately stabbed. By these asshole werewolves. Yeah, it fucking sucks. And then Stevie, the fucking hat wolf, uh, injects Damon with a bunch of vervain. And, like, it takes the whole syringe to get him to go down. And, um... I don't like it. Jules, you know, is like, oh, nice to see you again. Oh, shut up. <laughs> now I even realized. So it wasn't even like they possibly thought uh, Alaric was like a, a vampire. They knew he was human mm-hmm. and they didn't fucking care and just stabbed him and killed him. Yeah, they just killed him. He's a cool teacher. Is it like they staked this uh, guy? I think he was a vampire. They realized, oh, he was just a human we staked. They didn't pull a face. They just stabbed this guy because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, they just stabbed him in the gut, which is like a real horrible way to go. Yeah. So then, over at Brady's trailer, he and Tyler kind of, like, discuss, like, you good to go, like, go do this violence. Brady says, these people do nothing but lie to you. And that girl that you've known since birth, she's with the vampires now, the ones that killed Mason. They're the enemy, and if they break that curse, all of us are as good as dead. So are you up for it? And Tyler agrees. He's like, good, because if you wuss out, you'll have me to deal with. Oh, shut up. <laughs> First of all, if the vampires bring the curse, they're not going to go after the werewolves. Because again, they they nothing, the werewolves. They don't care. They give zero shits. Yep. So then back at the Gilbert house, um, John and Jenna have a conversation. John's like, where's Elena? And Jenna's like, she's at the lake house. And uh, yeah, they do, she does know that she's with Stefan. And John's like, who gave her permission for that? And she's like, I did. And until you get a lawyer and file for guardianship, it's my call. And John's like, I always knew you were lax, but I didn't know you were negligent. And I've lost my mind at this point at John Gilbert. I'm so mad. Well, that's where I, I noticed his, uh, his cast glove thing for his stupid fingers his stupid hand that got chopped up <laughs> what a loser he ate him. and uh, jenna's like look she wanted to get away from you and so do i so i'm gonna go stay with alaric <laughs> like fuck off <laughs> and uh john's like oh because alaric's such a great guy and jenna says you're on dangerous ground <laughs> and john says that alaric's a liar and is like did you did he ever say what happened to his wife and she's like yeah she died and John's like, oh, really? So they found her body. And Jenna's like, what the fuck are you implying? And John's like, why didn't you ask Rick? And it sucks. Like, and it's not Alaric's fault. He can't tell Jenna this stuff. Like, he's trying to protect her. He can't be like, well, she's a vampire. If anything, <laughs> now just like, did uh, Alaric kill his wife? Yeah. Hey, John, you suck. Yeah. So then uh, Damon uh, comes to chain to a chain to a chair with a collar around his neck right in front of the fireplace. And 
fucking Stevie the torture wolf, um, you know. Which is also the hat wolf, don't don't forget. The hat wolf, the nerd wolf, the torture wolf is like, I saw Hostel and now I'm doing this to you. I think it's also like, I just don't like his performance. I don't get what he's going for. Yeah. By trying to be like the nerd and the sadist, he kind of just doesn't get either. So it feels like, you know, not quite much of anything it's like i don't understand why this guy is getting so many lines of dialogue <laughs> yeah, i don't know why this isn't just brady yeah like he likes torture so they ask him for the moonstone and uh damon starts laughing and he's like if you only knew how ironic this is because <laughs> uh, he killed mason here asking him that question <laughs> Uh, they have fun. Oh, we have a lot of fun on the show. Um, he's like, eh, torture me. I won't talk. Like, come on. Uh, he goes, uh, someone will lose a heart. And last time, it was your boy, Mason. Oh, Damo. And Jules threatens him. Not a good episode for his neck. I do like the, the point where when he comes to, he sees dead Rick, but then he sees the, the ring. And he's like, yay, my friend will come back to life. Eventually. <laughs> God. So then back at Caroline's, we are still, um, like, we, we still have kidnapped a child and drugged him and are trying to read his mind against his will. Luca, in his, like, weird trance, is like, hey, please stop this. <laughs> but uh, they do not. Bonnie says, why do, we work with, why do you work with Elijah? And Luca says, it's because we both want to kill Klaus. And it's the reason they want to kill Klaus is because he clearly has kidnapped Luca's sister, He's been searching for a way to undo the curse without the doppelganger, so he's forced generations of witches to help him do it for centuries. And so Elijah has said that if they kill Klaus, he will return this girl. Mm -hmm. And that's very sad and not nice. <laughs> yeah, um, Klaus seems like a bad guy. Yeah, not, not a fan. So Bonnie says, like, how do you kill an original vampire? And then Lucas starts to fight her spell again. Is like, don't make me do this. Like, he'll kill me if I tell you. And uh, Jeremy's like, okay, Bonnie, let's just like find a different way. And she's like, no, how do we do it? Bad bitch. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lucas says, after the sacrifice, Klaus will be vulnerable and weak and it's the only chance. And so they all uh, hear that and understand immediately that um, if – you have to kill Klaus after the sacrifice. It means the sacrifice has to take place, which means Elena has to die. Uh, no thanks. She wants the D. Give her the D. I mean, she'll be thrilled. <laughs> you know what she wants, and it's the D. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Seven had ch chopped some wood, and he brings it in. <laughs> and then Brady shoots him. <laughs> He's all about shooting vampires, because that's what he does. Yeah, he's a mean little bitch. So uh, Brady leaves Tyler in charge of uh, making sure Stefan doesn't move and gives him a gun. And uh, Stefan's like, please let me get the bullet out. It punctured my heart. Ouch. How? And Tyler is not about it. He says, I can't let you break the curse. Um, I'm so mad at you guys for lying. And Stefan's like, we don't want to break the curse. And Tyler's like, well, I do. And he shoots Stefan in the leg. But he's really scared. He says, I can't be like this forever understandable yeah like fuck that and um stefan explains that this is all about saving elena and tyler's like elena's gonna be fine and stefan's like okay so who's the liar now if they didn't tell you about this in order to break the curse elena has to die and clearly that is a blow to tyler because elena's his best friend <laughs> tyler what did you think they wanted with your best friend elena if not to sacrifice her yep. <laughs> not uh not 
not following the ball here, are we? There's a lot going on in his brain right now. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, and no one ever said Tyler was smart. <laughs> He's definitely not the dumbest character on the show. Who's that? <laughs> Jeremy? Jeremy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like, Tyler hasn't really had to use his brain. And now he does. But I don't think anything actually really suggested that Tyler is dumb. Yeah, he's blowing a little dust off of his brain. <laughs> he's, a, a, he's a trusting pup. Yeah. So Tyler starts to, like, kind of feel uneasy and lower the gun. Then uh, Elena <laughs> shouts at the door, Are you growing the trees out there? <laughs> Which is some, like, dad joke shit. And then I, I, I'm sure Jill wanted, like, a tree to land on Stefan or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Elena and Brady have, like, an action scene. She stabs him with a big old knife, which is pretty cool. And yeah. she runs around and she tries to confuse him with, like, leaving her scent various places. But ultimately, Brady does find her. Like, she hides in the hollowed out area. And, I don't know, it's fun and it's cool. And Elena, uh, you know, kills him, stabs him. I don't know. What does Elena do? Takes him, but like in like the shoulder and then she runs uh, and then he gets outside and Stefan pulls out his heart. She isn't, she's not going to chance to kill him because in order to kill him, she had to have pulled out his heart. And uh, I don't think Elena's going to do that. It is dope when Stefan rips out the heart because that is usually a, uh, a David move. Is there, can you not like kill a werewolf like a human? Nope. You got to get that heart out, baby. All right. You can chop a head off, right? Yeah, I think you can chop a head off too. But it's not as cool unless it's like uh, like Elijah chopping a head off. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> so then um, a huge thing happens. Elena goes outside. <laughs> Stefan holds her. And then who walks around the corner but Tyler? Uh, her best friend. Elena says, Tyler? And Tyler says, I didn't know what they were going to do to you. I didn't. I just don't want to be like this anymore. And then Elena goes and hugs him. And he says, I'm sorry. And she says, it's okay. So the best friends have reunited. Their second interaction ever. Listen, all Tyler needs is a good hug. And who better to give it to him than Elena? Uh, uh, I love it. And I love joking that Tyler and Elena are best friends. It brings me so much joy. So uh, Jules continues to torture Damon. Uh, she's like going to shoot him up with buckshot. And then Elijah comes in. Thank God. Like, hey, uh, I have the moonstone. It's right here. Why don't you come and take it? <laughs> and then a bunch of people try to take it. And he just keeps ripping their hearts out. And it rules. And then Little Miss... You know, we protect each other all together, blah, blah, blah. She runs away. Yeah, she's a little bitch. Elijah looks at Damon and is like, takes the chains off and is like, you know, this is like the third time I've saved your life, right? Well, that's after he kills Stevie by just elbowing him and breaking his neck that way. Yeah, just like kind of punches him to death. And also Damon looks like incredibly turned on watching it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really does, and I love it. I feel like now is the time to say that Paul Wesley would always talk about or tweet about how he wanted Stefan to run away with Elijah. So, (laughs) 
Yes. He's like, if I had one shit for the show, it's Stefan and Elijah. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is where I explained that Michael and I recently watched the episode of Gossip Girl where Chuck Bass uh, kisses a gentleman. And um, Michael was like, wait, if they were doing this, why wasn't Damon by? And I was like, your mind is incredible. Yeah. And I think she'll also agree. Yeah. And so as I said, we can discuss this more in season three. You bet I will be discussing. <laughs> and we can bring up again more talk to the books. <laughs> so uh, Elijah like leaves and takes the moonstone and Damon does not thank him, uh, which is very funny. Jill wrote in the chat, Damo has a crush. <laughs> <laughs> Damon gets a phone call and they're like, yeah, the plan was to kill Elena all the time, which uh, sucks. Alaric comes back from the dead. <laughs> And Damon's like, oh, hey, finally, you missed all the fun. <laughs> so then at the Gilberts, Jenna's at the dining room table and her phone goes off and she's like, holy shit, like, Rick, are you okay? And Alaric's like, yeah, sorry, I was grading papers and like the face he makes where he's like, I fucking hate this lie. I just kind of imagine it's like uh, Caroline inside and Matt over the phone. Was like, I was with Bonnie. He's like, I'm just grading papers. And then you see his papers on like left on the, the, the Gilbert table. And she knows he's not grading papers. I wanted it so badly. But uh, yeah, he's like, I'm really sorry, Jenna. I fell asleep. I'm a jerk. And Jenna's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm just glad you're okay. And he says, tomorrow I'm all yours. And they say goodnight. And... It just sucks. Like, you, like, Jenna's disappointed. Alaric feels like shit. It's keeping the secret sucks. I mean, yeah, that, that's also an argument for why Caroline and Matt shouldn't be together. Right, Jill? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing your work for you, Jill. I appreciate it. I agree that secrets are... Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. <laughs> When season three of iZombie came out, Alan Sabinwall wrote a really good article about like how um, like secrets in genre shows like this like kind of hurt drama in a lot of ways, or they can, and that it's like always more fun once everyone's in on it because everyone can you know have stories and voice their opinions and stuff like that. I think they do a pretty good job including people once it's no longer dramatically interesting for them to be on the outside of it. Mm -hmm. um, because now it's just Jenna and Matt, right? Yeah. But have you considered being a superhero who tells literally everyone your identity, but not telling the person you consider your best friend? Because I, I feel like that's a good way to write a story, too. Oh, I'm Card Ambers, so yes, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna tell this girl I met at work like a week ago who I am, but I won't tell my quote-unquote best friend. That I'm in love with. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Stefan and Damon uh, have a powwow on the phone, and they're like, yeah, so the whole... Like, we can't trust Elijah. Like, he's going to go through with the sacrifice. So you should probably keep Elena away for a little longer, which sucks. Elena comes in and Stefan's like, hey, that was Damon. He learned that Elijah's planning for you to die in the sacrifice. And here we go. To which Elena sighs <laughs> and says, I know the deal I made, Stefan. Elijah's very careful with his words. He promised to protect my friends. He never said a word about me. But if it comes down to the people that I love getting killed or me... I know what my choice is going to be. Which, like, it is a choice to make for sure. Yeah. It's a valid choice if someone was like, in 10 seconds, either everyone you love dies or you die. I'd be like, me. But if I had several months in advance, like, you know, perhaps 22 episodes of television's worth, I would maybe be like, 
I'll say yes to you and then we could find some other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I would like want to work along with my friends to figure this out and not uh, get the D, but as we all know, as is the motto of the show, Elena wants the D. She's thirsting for the D. Stefan is so pissed. She's like, how could you like stand out there and like talk about the future with me? Like when you don't plan to have one. And she's like, look, I'm trying to keep you safe. And he's like, no, you're being a martyr. And she says, how is that any different from when you say that you die to keep me safe? And he's like, because I've been alive 162 years. A point was made. <laughs> a point was very deeply made. So, uh, whoops. Then, back at Caroline's house, uh, Bonnie and Jeremy are there. <laughs> Caroline's gone because she's dropping Luca back at the grill. He will not remember what happened. He'll just know he lost consciousness. Which is great. That seems good for his mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a nice thing to do to a, that boy. Jerry's going to leave. Advises, wait, you're Elena's little brother. I've known you forever. You're that punk kid. <laughs> Remember your awkward phase? Would have loved to have seen it because apparently it's not the phase we're in right now. <laughs> then your emo phase. Would have loved to have seen it because apparently we haven't. Your druggy phase, which we did see. <laughs> and overnight, you turn into this hot guy who's really sweet. Jeremy is very happy to know that Bonnie thinks he's hot, which, to be fair, who among us wouldn't be? Exactly. And then they'd kiss. And um, I don't like it. <laughs> no, not one bit. Not at all. So the song playing during this is like the worst song since Cut by Plum to play on the show. And as you noted, Morgan, the lyric is that happens when the kiss is, you didn't ask for this. Yes. The, it's so loud. Like they kiss and the song's like, you didn't ask for this. And I'm like, I didn't. I didn't at all. You didn't ask for this. Nobody ever would. Caught in the and yeah, this song being so bad kind of like, kind of gets in the way of the end of the episode. It really does. Like the next scene is like Carol finding out that Tyler is like completely left home, and I'm like, I can't take the scene seriously. It's your sad reality. It's your messed up family tree, and now you're left with all these questions. Matt and Tyler kind of like part ways and say goodbye. Tyler admits that he's like, I've been going through something and Caroline has been helping me. Like I haven't been able to talk about it. And she's been there for me more than anyone that ever has before. And I kind of fell for her because she's incredible. But he's like, but she loves you and she needs you and she deserves someone like you. So be good to her. Okay. I love him so much. Yeah. Jill, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, man, that scene. Ooh. Both agree on. <laughs> that was really good. Good for him. This is not your legacy. <laughs> this is not your legacy. Yeah, this isn't legacies. Legacies will be on in many years later. So uh, then... Caroline is at home and she hears a noise and it's Tyler and he says I'm sorry about Brady and your friends um oh no sorry oh wait no what does he do he just like hides he won't talk to her oh, right he just like stares at her and then he's not there yeah no thanks then uh Tyler fucking leaves with jewels and it's crazy <laughs> uh yeah he says no more lies and he's like I can't stay here not like this and Jill I think flips a table <laughs> 
I said, ex fucking excuse me? <laughs> yeah, she threw a tomato at her screen. <laughs> if I liked tomatoes and had any in this house, I would be throwing it at my screen. <laughs> you gotta get special Vampire Diaries tomatoes just for this occasion. <laughs> make Tyler leave, just toss a tomato. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Jill, for this. You were on, you were on such a high. I'm, yeah. Ooh. These numbers are just going to brought you down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Had to happen. I wish it didn't happen so soon. <laughs> it's a dense show. You're up, you're down. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Should we do Jill's rankings? Yeah, I got to do the rankings. Oh, I can't wait. The rankings have not changed from last time. Would you care to read them one more time? Yeah. So number five is Catherine. <laughs> oh, number yeah. four is Bonnie. <laughs> one scene. Yeah, she's still one of the best characters, though. This is, like, an overall ranking. I don't know if I know the rules to your ranking that much. So the rankings are, like, the overall people I'd enjoy the most, and then the crushes are just for the specific episodes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, based on all the information Jill has, she ranks. Yes. So that's why Catherine is still on the list. (laughs) Hell Yeah. But yeah, so it's Catherine, Bonnie's number four, Caroline is number three, Damo is number two, (laughs) and Tyler is number one. (laughs) I am surprised that Caroline didn't go up and that Bonnie didn't go down after these episodes, though, now that you had more information and you had Bonnie kissing Jeremy (laughs) and Caroline getting tortured. I fault uh, Jeremy for the kiss. (laughs) She kissed him back and she called him hot. She called him hot, Jill. God, I know, but like, there are so many other good things that she's done that I'm hoping that this doesn't last. You're like, she roofied Luca, and that's good to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Fair enough. That is your truth, Jill, so I can't, I can't deny it. <laughs> Listen, she used so much power to keep him down and get the information she needed. I respect it. Crush time. What, what, what? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with Elijah, and, uh, Action News is Andy Starr. Woo! <laughs> Unsurprising. I am not surprised. I'm gonna go with Caroline, uh, because she fucking rules, and I love her. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with Elijah for, uh, his performance in the second episode, where he was incredibly hot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Repeatedly. He refused to desist. <laughs> That's my take. God, it's your turn, Jill. Can't wait. <laughs> um, for the first episode, I'm gonna say Caroline. Woo! Okay. Um, and then the second episode, the lake house. Yeah, honestly, the house. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Tyler just because I don't know when I'll get to say it again. <laughs> Aww. I mean, I imagine if like they show a picture of Tyler in one of the episodes, you can find a way to say Tyler's your crush. Yeah, that will absolutely happen. <laughs> Elena puts a picture of Tyler in the memories frame. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Besties? They need a besties frame. Oh my god, I would die. Plug time. Um, as always, you can find me at LaFergs on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you find this. Rate and subscribe five stars. Um, you can find me on Twitter.com at Lorgan Mudich. Uh, I'm the same thing on most other uh, social media sites. The only one probably worth following me on is Letterboxd. Uh, I say some funny stuff sometimes on there. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins. That is with two I's instead of two L's. 
<laughs> We're gonna fight someone someday. <laughs> cool.